Hey, welcome to the fourth annual Tupperwares Award Show, where we're going to be handing out tuppies for the best of 2016. So it's a very retrospective episode, looking back at the year and giving out awards for those that we felt were the best in their fields. But 2016 was not kind. It was a uh, cold-hearted bitch. So we lost some very important people. Um, A lot of deaths this year, including Prince, David Bowie, Muhammad Ali, Gene Wilder, Alan Rickman, Gary Shandling, Pat Harrington Jr. Yes, Schneider. One day at a time, people. Come on. Millennials have no idea what I'm talking about. Kenny Baker, Florence Henderson, Alan Thicke, George Michael, Debbie Reynolds, and finally Carrie Fisher. Uh, it was a rough year watching some of our childhood heroes pass on. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad 2016's over. So this is, we're going to talk about the best of 2016 though. A lot of cool things did happen this year. There were some good movies. Not as many as I think in years past, but there were some good ones and we're going to talk about those. 2016 also brought about the Leftover, Leftover Army podcast. Leftover Army. I can't even say it. I'm so excited about it. I sound like a fucking idiot. I sound like a fucking moron trying to say it because I'm so excited about that. No, our listeners started their own podcast. 2016 was also the year that I started my very own TV recap show podcast, Sweetwater Saloon, a Westworld podcast. And I liked it so much. I'm doing more. And uh, that's very exciting. So yeah, 2016. These are our choices for the best of 2016. Thank you for joining us. That was a dumb way to end it. <laughs> Episode 169. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. All right, so welcome to the fourth annual Young Murph Awards. <laughs> yeah, woohoo! All right, now welcome to the fourth annual Tupperware Awards, where we're going to be handing out tuppies for the best of 2016. I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer, Jake. Yes. These are our choices. Yes. So if you're going to be that asshole that gets on Twitter and says, hey, why did you not mention this? It's either because we didn't watch it or we fucking hated it. 
Yeah. So get over it. Yeah. It's what we like and what we prefer and nothing else. Exactly. It's our choices. These are our choices. Fucked up as they may be. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be our top uh, whatever. Uh, movies, comic books, video games. Yeah. Directors, Woo. all that good stuff. So before we jump into the episode... Let's see here. I uh, got some announcements that I want to make. I want to thank uh, Brandon McLean. He sent us some gifts, guys. Uh, I'm going to read a little note that Brandon McLean gave us, and then I'll give you your gifts and stuff. Awesome. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I had this right. Here we go. There you go. It's from Brandon McLean. It's a Merry Christmas gift. Sorry, Brandon, that it's past Christmas, but, you know, these things, we haven't been together in the same room. No, it's been like a month. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, he says, I hope, uh, leftovers and Frank, I hope you and your families have a very Merry Christmas. I also wanted to say Merry Christmas to everyone in the leftover army. There is literally no other community that cares about their own more than this one. And it's an honor to be a part, uh, to be a small part of it. I'm sorry to spoil the surprise, but none of the gifts include peanut butter. Merry Christmas from Brandon McLean. And the gifts are, let's see here. I got a cool watch. It's a Batman watch. I got it at home. Nice. Uh, I didn't bring it here. I thought Frank might steal it. Uh, <laughs> the rest of you guys got Funko Pops. Jake, you got the Shirt Emwe. Uh, Jay got a K2SO. And Frank, you got the Doctor Who. Nice. So he says, Is feel, it 10? he says, feel free to swap or return. Cool. So cool beans. Well, I only bought the Jin uh, Urso and the K two S O from the Rogue One set, so that's awesome. There you go. That's lo- cool. Thank you so much, Brandon. So you got cheer it. I've got a couple of uh, even though you high tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of ten Funkos already. So if it's a ten, he can go with his boys, and if it's an eleven, it's something I don't already got. So cool. He was smart not to get me a Funko. I like that. Everybody else got Funkos. I didn't get a Funko. <laughs> <laughs> he knew better. He knew better. He yep. knew better. Yeah, it would have ended up in a fire somewhere. He hasn't been listening that long, but you know. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> At least he got he, yeah. he got that. Obviously, he got Jay a Funko too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, some now. Announcements. Yeah, 2017 is going to be a pretty big year for uh, me and for podcasting. I want to announce, of course, I'm going to be recording the first episode of Talking Taboo FX next week after that drops uh, on FX, that taboo show with Tom Hardy. Nice. Uh, also going to be doing Legion, the podcast. Um, with Jimmy McKnight and Will Blattman of the Ninja Starship podcast. Very I mean, nice. We've got our episode zero out now. Listen to it. I'm telling you, if you don't know anything about Legion the character, uh, you don't know anything about the creative team or the characters that you're going to see in the series, listen to it because we go over it all. Good uh, primer, it, huh? Good primer. It really is a good primer. I mean, is it connected to the uh, Fox MC, the Fox uh, X-Men universe? We go over that. Oh, and we, we go over all that. And we also, uh, we, we really just talk about, you know, the director, like, uh, and the writer, Noah Hawley. I, I love Fargo. He's doing this series. I honestly think, like, this could be, this could do for comic book shows, like, what The Dark Knight did for movies. Nice. Ooh, that's, that's high praise. Well, it is. You know, you, you have, uh, you had people like Simon Kinberg saying that this is the next Breaking Bad. Mm, so, wow. This I think this series is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be a real mind fuck. So yes, Legion the podcast. Download it now and listen to this one. It's a great primer. It was a lot of fun to record with those guys. Jimmy and I are also going to be reteaming again. Uh, we don't know the premiere date for this show, but I think it's coming out in April. If I had to guess, 
it is being premiered at South by Southwest in Dallas over March between March 10th and 19th. They're going to premiere it for the first time. So I'm guessing April okay. is when everybody else is going to get to see this one. It is the Stars series American Gods. Mm. I've heard a little bit about that. Yeah, so lots uh, of anticipation for that for people. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be doing what's called American Gods After Show. We're going to be recording a zero episode. I'll let everybody know when that's up. I have done my fucking research on this. Nice. Did you read American Gods? Did not. Oh. And I think that's perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I mean, for people that haven't read it, you're going to be listening to guys that have not read it, and we're not. We're, we're going to be just like you. We're going to be going into this. We're not going to be spoiling things. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is a, an adaptation, somewhat, but there's also filler. Oh yeah, okay. there's also filler, and they've they've said so. And we're going to go over this in the zero episode. But like the first season is going to be just the first third of the book. So, oh wow, yeah. I mean, they're going to really pad this one out. And they kind of have to, right? Because there, there's only one book, only yeah. one Bible, kind of for them. Yeah, there is kind of like they do have like with Lord of the Rings how it had its appendages. Okay. Uh, three years later, after three or four years later after the book dropped, they came out with another book that. They actually conceived this story before American Gods. Mm. And so it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of an appendage to the original book. Okay. So, I mean, they could pull, they, and they said that they're going to pull stuff from that. It's kind of like a Cimmerillion. Exactly. The the Ex- exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so they're going to pull from that and they're going to use that a little bit. They've also created a new, shit, I'm going into it right now. <laughs> they've also, they've created, we're going to go, we're going to talk Sorry, about Sorry, I've been sure, no, too. <laughs> no, they're, they're going to, they're going to introduce a new character. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. To the series that was not in the book. Yeah. I mean, that's worked before. Look at yes. Daryl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I cannot wait to review American Gods. It's on stars and I, th- hopefully it'll get a premiere date soon. So. Yeah, I imagine they're going to want to promote it. So, yeah. Also, I wanted to talk about real quick some movies that I saw in the past couple of weeks and some things that I've watched before we jump into everything. Yeah, sure. I saw Passengers. Jake, did you see it? No. No. I saw I didn't Passengers. See it. We were going to go see it, and then we saw Rogue One again instead. Thirty-one <laughs> percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is not perfect. But you know what, Jake? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I'm excited still. I still plan on seeing it. I mean, I, I love both Chris Pratt yeah. and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And just thematically, it looked really great. I say, I honestly, I say fuck the critics. I'm going to give this one. This is like, I, it was hard for me not to give it a Tupperware. It's not. There are some technical things and some things that I didn't really care for. But yeah. it beauti- It looks beautiful. And uh, I'm going to give it a high taste. So, oh, nice. yeah, I enjoyed it, man. You'll watch it again? I'll watch it again. Wow, Absolutely. Cool. It comes on TV. It fucking comes out on HBO. I'll watch the shit again. Nice. I did like it. Uh, I also went and t- to the theater yesterday, and I saw the new movie, uh, the Liam Neeson, Sigourney Weaver, Felicity Jones film, A Monster Calls. Oh, how was that? Uh, PG-13. I think it's got an 87% right now on wow. Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, a lot of people love this movie. I am going to give it a low taste. It I there are things that I like. This movie has its audience, though. See, hold on, Frank. I'm just not part of that audience. Okay. Yeah. All right. This movie will find its audience. There's going to be people that watch this. They connect to it. They get all the feels. It did nothing for me. I'm de- either I'm dead inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, there's going to be people that watch this thing and they're going to love it. I uh, mean, it, like they, oh, they try to hit all the beats, man. They really do all the emotional beats, quote unquote. <laughs> they try to hit them all, dude. It's like you got a, you got a kid. He's getting bullied at school, right? Oh, that's uh, sad, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, what else can we throw in here that's sad that's going to tug at your heartstrings? Oh, his mom's got cancer. Holy fucking shit! Kid's getting the shit kicked uh, the shit uh, kicked out of him at school daily, and then his fucking mom's dying. 
right? He's got that shit going on, right? Yeah. And he's got a fucking evil, what seems to be like an evil grandmother. And, right. and his dad lives in America, never gets to see him. I mean, all these things just add up to like, you know what I mean? It's just like, basically this movie, it just, it wants you to be, at the end of it, it wants you to be like full sno- sobbing, and it wants you to go full snot. Like, All right. it, you know, it, puppy it, runs away. He yeah. never finds it again. Yeah, exactly. Those, those guys from John Wilk, Wick show up and kill his dog. <laughs> the movie version of every country song ever. But, like, that's the thing. It, it does all these things. I just feel like it doesn't do them that well. It, it's an interesting story. Like, And there's also, like, a fantasy element to it. it, it I, I think that it will find its audience, though. And I think that the people that will connect with this movie are going to think I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. Because, like, I think it will be good for people that know people that are cancer survivors or, you know, children uh, that have gone through this and watched their parents suffer through this. I think that they're going to find – they're going to find something in this movie that I just did not find. Yeah, it's just not for you. It's just not for me. That's okay. Honestly, parts of it look beautiful. Parts of it look fucking beautiful. Uh, It has these animation sequences that are like watercolor sequences. And animated watercolors, and it's beautiful. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I love this! I love the storytelling by Liam Neeson." I mean, this guy has like he's done he's read books on Audible. Mm-hmm. This guy can tell a good fucking story. And so basically, and a lot of some of this is kind of fucked up because like they have uh, the Liam Neeson in this, and uh, he plays the voice of the monster. It's called a fucking monster call. So if that's a spoiler, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but he plays the part of the monster. And uh, he does a, he does a really good job. He's great. I mean, he did Aslan from the oh, Lion yeah. Witch yeah, Wardrobe, yeah. and he's really good at that. But you got this kid dying of cancer, and then he's this giant tree monster. And I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> like when like when when they show the tree monster, I wanted to yell in the theater. I am Groot. <laughs> I felt like that would be inappropriate. Probably with yeah. the subject matter exactly. going on. Yeah. You know? shit. So yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a low taste. It. But that's just me. I honestly feel like this movie will find its audience, mm-hmm. and there's going to be people that love this movie. And there are people that love this movie, and more power to them, because I think like this movie does have value for other people. It just did not work for me. What's I it doing like on Rotten Tomatoes? 87%. Okay. So it's it's guaranteed fresh. A lot of people like this movie. A lot of people think that this is one of the best movies of 2016. Yes, it just premiered this week. For the majority theaters, yeah. but it actually uh, premiered December twenty third. I think in small select theaters. Ah, okay. So, but it is a two thousand sixteen movie. Did you see anything out of Felicity Jones that would indicate that she's got a career outside of Rogue One? She did not impress me. Okay. Hmm. She did not impress it's a shame. me. Shame. I got I got more feels from watching Star Lord's mother die than this film. <laughs> okay. So I'll just throw that out there. All right. But th- this movie is going to find its audience. For those people that do like it, I understand. I do understand. I get it. It's going to find its audiences. So, so what? Taste it? Low taste it Low for taste me. It. For uh, me, that's just my yeah. personal opinion. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, you guys could watch it and be like, oh, my God, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I loved it. It's a Tupperware. But just for me, it just didn't work. I, I felt like they were... I don't know. I just felt like they were doing try, trying too hard to pull at your heartstrings in this. There's part. a lot of sad, moving parts there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it sounds like too much to be too. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. There's a whole lot going on. <laughs> I, I love the. I love, like I said, I love the painterly watercolor style that they yeah. that they did in the storytelling sequences. I thought it was beautiful. Just didn't all work for me. I also want to talk about one more quick thing, and then we're going to start with our fucking awards bullshit. Uh, I watched <laughs> Raiders. 
the story of the greatest fan film ever made. Oh, nice. Uh, I have never seen the full movie that these kids done. I've seen it in parts. I've never seen the full movie. I've always wanted to. Uh, this is fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, uh, I'm going to give it a high-tasted. I'm, I'm not going to give it a Tupperware because I do feel like some of the stuff that they had in this documentary is not genuine. Oh, yeah. I believe that. They add some drama, especially oh. at the beginning of the film, <laughs> to get you hooked. They add some drama. And I, I, I sniffed it out, man. I sniffed it out. Seriously, I'm like a beagle fucking sniffing buttholes here. Yeah. I know exactly what you're doing, man. And like like the whole guy calling his boss, that thing. Yeah. I'm like, number one, I don't think your boss wants to be recorded. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to sign yeah. the thing afterwards also. But it's a, it's yeah. a gr- it's a great story. Yeah, uh, what r- th- this really happened? Uh, it's called Raiders: The Story of the Greatest Fan Film Ever Made. These kids started out when they were back in 1982. I think they were 11 years old, mm-hmm. and they started making a Raiders of the Lost Ark adaptation. It's called Raiders: The Adaptation, and these kids started filming themselves doing this scene by scene, and what they do is absolutely amazing. They recreate Raiders of the Lost Ark scene by scene. It is phenomenal to watch some of these old clips of these kids doing this. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I thought that uh, it's a great documentary. I'm just giving it a high taste it because of some of the... the some phoniness. Of, so, yeah, some of the fucking, you know, uh, synthetic bullshit drama that they added uh-huh. to this, which I understand they got to do, Jake. Yeah. They got to do that. But I sniffed it out. Yeah. Do they really have to do it for this, though? It's a, it's an interesting enough story, right? It is, but I feel like these guys are they, – they they put everything into this. I mean, apparently by the end of the movie, you find out – no, I'm not going to spoil it. Just watch it. I guess it's, on, tra- it's on Netflix. They're oh, trying okay. to appeal to people that aren't just big Raiders fans, I guess, right. getting the ordinary person to want to watch and enjoy the movie. And they got more at stake in this, too, Jake. Yeah. I mean, their livelihoods are at stake now, and you'll find that out at the end of the film. Yeah. But. So give it a shot. It's called Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. It's on Netflix. Uh, if you love Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you love children, not in the way that Frank does, <laughs> but if you love children and you love seeing like little kids try to recreate a movie, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fun experience, man. It's a really fun experience. That's cool. Uh, and it's interesting. I think it really starts to be a pure film towards the end. Okay. When cool. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff at the beginning is a, is a bunch of some of its filler and added bullshit. But I, overall, I loved it, and I think you should watch it. So right. I, I think everybody should watch this. All right. Nice. That sounds good. That's all I got. <laughs> We're I'm done. I'm done with all the housekeeping bullshit. Nice. <laughs> nice. Look, look at you, Frank. What? You all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just kicked back like I always am. Yeah. It, it's try, It's hard trying to get a word in edgewise when I'm just rambling on. No, I'm just Isn't listening it? to you talk about the did Raiders, you, uh, man. Did you watch the new Celebrity Apprentice this week? I did. Oh, it's awful. Fuck. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I I, pretty, I enjoyed it. Uh, Schwarzenegger's horrible. Oh, I loved the catchphrases. Oh, I, I saw him coming from a mile away. <laughs> I, I pre- saw him coming, too. I, I predicted it last year. Get to the chopper. You're terminated. <laughs> I, I thought uh, uh, Schwarzenegger uh, did not sell it for me. His son has the personality. Oh, his son is so terrible. Dry fucking toast. <laughs> he may be the most boring person on TV ever. Horrible. Absolutely uh, awful. Cast is pretty solid, though. I mean, as long as John Lovitz is there, I'll tune in every week. Oh, John Lovitz. I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with John Lovitz. He oh. was he was funny 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Lots changed. I think I'd rather <laughs> deal with rancid diarrhea than watch this show. <laughs> really? 
Yeah. You'd rather hang out with rancid diarrhea? <laughs> no, have it. Oh, you'd rather have it? Yes, burning butthole and all of them watch it. Yeah? Yeah. Mm, all right. <laughs> I love a good train wreck TV show like this, so I'm in. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it. I'm just saying, like, if you're comparing, like, uh, no. Schwarzenegger as a host, he's not good. No, not at all. He's not good. Not at all. He's horrible. That and, would be anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, say what you will about Trump, but I laughed a lot during Celebrity yeah, Apprentice. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, guys, we are going to be jumping into the Tupperware's Awards show. This is the fourth fucking annual, and we're going to start off with Comic Book Artist of the Year. Comic Book Artist of the Year. Picture pages, picture pages, time to get your picture pages, time to get your crayons and your pencils. Picture pages, picture pages, open up your picture pages. Time to watch the Cosby do a picture page with you. Oh, you're awake. <laughs> Come on, guys. I made these bumpers. That didn't date well a four years later. <laughs> we said the same thing last year. All right, guys, let's get some fucking new material. All right? <laughs> I probably said it didn't date well. I wasn't here years. to give it, so. <laughs> All right. No, no, you guys are fine. Yeah, you said the exact same thing last year. <laughs> it's still shocking a year later. It'll be All shocking right. next year, too. Frank didn't read any comics. I did read comics, but they weren't current to this year. Yeah. Frank, so I'm working Frank, on it. Yeah, Frank was reading, like, fucking, like, uh, 1950s fucking. No, no, I was reading The Boys. Still Woody, reading the boys. Frank is reading like Woody Woodpecker and shit. <laughs> Once I get finished with that, though, I did find out that uh, Sex Criminals is covered under my Comixology Unlimited. Yeah, I don't know if so they I'm had an issue in 2016 either. Oh fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Here I am thinking I'm getting. They might have had somewhere. one, but like they didn't. Like you know, Matt Fraction didn't do a lot with that series in a while. So. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here, Jake. Who yes. is your uh, comic book artist of the year? Well, I, I, I mean, just like Frank, I really didn't read too many comics this year. But I definitely do have a winner for Best Artist. Uh, I'm going to give it to someone who just finished an uh, amazing run, maybe one of the biggest runs of his career, and just started up a new image book, uh, Greg Capullo. Mm -hmm. I feel like he deserves this. I mean, that Batman run was incredible. He wrapped it up about, what, mid-2016. And then uh, got the first couple of his new books out, what, Reborn yeah. is the Reborn. title, yeah. in yeah. the last couple months of the year, and I think he's firing all cylinders. Um, when he comes back to D.C., it'll be really exciting to see what they put him on. Yeah, and he's coming back soon now. Yeah, he's, yeah. he definitely signed back with D.C., yeah. so as soon as this yeah. series is over, he's over there. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that choice. No. I mean, Greg Pulo, awesome. Yeah, I feel like it, it's a good time. Good timing with the Batman coming to an yeah. end this year. Yeah, yeah. So. Great choice. Great Thank choice. You. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jerome Opeña. Oh, I uh, love Opeña. From his new book, Seven to Eternity. And uh, I know it's only got a few issues out right now, but uh, the art in this is phenomenal. If you're not reading this book, here's the synopsis. The God of Whispers has spread an omnipresent paranoia to every corner of the kingdom of Zal. His spies hide in every hall, spreading mistrust and fear. Adam Asidus, a dying knight from a disgraced house, must choose between joining a hopeless band of magic users in their desperate bid to be free their world of the evil god or accepting his promise to give Adam everything his heart desires. Uh, it's written by Rick Remender, mm. uh, and it's Jerome Pena and uh, Matt Hollingsworth. Um, and this is an amazing fantasy world that they've created. This book is fantastic. Those I, two are great collaborators, yeah. Opeña and Remainder. It's so good. It's so good. 
Jerome Opeña, just, just beautiful art. Um, that some of the spreads in this book are just, just glorious. They're fucking amazing, Jake. I believe it. Opeña has blown me away yeah. since the moment I've seen him. I can't believe, you know what? I'm going to post, I, I can't believe I didn't do, do it one day. I was reading the first issue uh-huh. and there's a beautiful spread beautiful spread and i'm like i'm gonna take a picture of this and put it on facebook and show everybody like why you should be reading this book number one just just it's a great story because it's rick remender yeah and number two because of the art it's just a great collaboration like you said and i want to post this for everybody to see this picture because if you if you look at this and you're just like oh my god i want to know what's going you can and there's no words on the page it just makes you want to know like what's going on in this book. It's just it's amazing the fantasy world that they've created. How many issues in is that? I think it's maybe three or four issues in. I've read the first two, mm. but it is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal art from Jerome Opeña. So he he's my winner this year. Let's go into uh, That's a great pick too. Let's go into uh, the uh, writer, comic book writer of the year. Comic writer of the year. Comic book writer of the year, Jake. What do you got for me? Uh, this one was really hard for me. The artist was a no-brainer, but just with the lack of stuff I've read, I, I really had a hard time with this. Um, I'm gonna. I, this is really cheap, but I'm gonna give it to Brian K. Vaughn. I mean, I haven't read his stuff this year, yeah. But the fact that he's still in comics, still churning out saga, and on top of that, doing more comics with the Paper Girls. Yes. And I believe he's got another title coming out soon, too. He does, and it's I believe it's with – oh, God. I'm going to be wrong, and somebody's going to call me out on Correction Tuesday. It's either him or Scott – is it Scott Snyder and Lemire working on a book, or is it yeah, Brian? I think it's Snyder and Lemire. Yeah, I, I can't – he's got an, He's got something else coming out, though. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I know it's a little bit of a cop-out tuppy for me, but I'm giving it to him because he's still writing comics, thankfully. He doesn't and, have to. Yeah, he doesn't have to. And I it, I haven't read these comics yet, but in the next five years, I'll read all the Brian K. Vaughn stuff that's yeah. come out in the last couple of years. You know what? Years. I've changed mine. I've changed mine because you know what? I was going to give it to somebody else, but I'm just going to give it to uh, Robert Kirkman because he's still writing goddamn comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, him. and my best actor, whoever the fuck, I'm just going to throw out a goddamn name. Samuel Jackson. He's still acting. <laughs> well, I, I've seen movies, though. <laughs> I've read, two, I've probably read two, five comics max in 2016. Oh, like, like I'm going to jump, yeah, yeah. like I'm going to jump down your ass because, <laughs> because you fucking gave it to Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> One of my favorite fucking writers. I know. It's a shit answer. It's not a shit answer. <laughs> At least you have an answer. No. It, it, Hold on. I know Jake Paper Girls is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I'm excited to read it. It's a fucking fantastic I, fucking book. I heard some stuff about kind of where it's at now, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this book is nothing like I expected it was going to yeah. be. And I, I really want to check it out. Now. It's so good. It's so. I'm part of the uh, Paper Girls fan club. Yeah, Thank that, you very much. That's awesome. They sent me a membership card for the uh, <laughs> newspaper guild. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and they also sent me a uh, Christmas card. So wow. Yes, I'm jealous. Yes. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm getting laid on a regular basis, gentlemen. <laughs> you just show that card; it's fucking oh, yeah. tang everywhere. Holy shit, man! <laughs> tang hey, everywhere. get off my cock! You know, it's like, wow, who do you think you are, Bill Cosby? Um, <laughs> Holy shit! Now you're awake. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, my comic book writer, the and these are our choices. And you, Kirkman, know what? right? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my comic book writer of the year because this book has been at the top of my pile every fucking month that it comes out. And this sounds crazy. Uh, he's doing a lot of other stuff, of course. But uh, I'm giving it to Mark Wade, and I know this sounds this sounds like a. I'm not giving it to like a new writer, or I'm not. You know, I've given it to Jason Aaron in the past. I've given it to Brian K. Vaughn in the past. Mm-hmm. I've given it to these guys. I'm going to give it to old school. I'm giving it to Mark Wade. I love Mark Wade because of his Archie book. He's also still writing comics. He's also still <laughs> writing comics. I would hope all of these guys are, Jake. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to Mark Wade for the work that he's done this year on Archie. I, you, you, t- you tell me fucking two years ago that I'm not going to be that I'm going to be reading an Archie book that's not uh Archie uh Afterlife Afterlife with Archie mm-hmm. where it's zombies going around killing the kids of Riverdale <laughs> that was cool oh, yeah. <laughs> the art by Francesco Francavilla it was amazing Oh yeah I think I gave him a tuppy So you I think he did for the art Yeah but like you're telling me that I'm reading a a regular flagship Archie comic on the reg and loving it fucking A I love it Mark Wade Mark Wade, like this appeals to like the part of me that watches Boy Meets Girl, uh, Girl Meets World. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's wholesome. It's I know you don't know anything about. No, this I no you're, the, you're the fucking, face. No, the, you're, you're you're pissing in buckets. And no, you're the, fucking no. The face was because that just got canceled. I feel bad for you about that. Oh, okay. That was all that was about. Well, they're going to be able to finish with the like the final three episodes. So oh, okay. uh, the starting like this month, they're going to be able to wrap it up. Um, but you know, yeah, it got canceled. I got three seasons though, so. Yeah. Some shows don't go that long. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love I love Mark Wade. I love what he's done for comics. I love what he did for Daredevil. I love what he did for Flash. Um, oh, Mark Wade's the man. A Mark great w- ambassador for comics. And a fantastic person. Oh, yeah. You know? One of the kindest guys you'll meet at one of these conventions. Absolutely. He was he was so kind to me. He was very kind to me. I asked him about his comic book store, and he said it's doing good, and I was happy. Because he recently, I think within the last five years, bought his own comic book store. Nice. He went into business with somebody. So mm. Walked out of Man of Steel, one of my personal heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And, oh, my God. Don't ask him about yeah. it. Yeah, don't tweet him about it. <laughs> or do. Yeah, so that's that's my, that's my guy this year is Mark Wade, and a lot of people are going to think it's a bullshit fucking answer. Oh, that's but, a great pick. But man. a guy who got me to read fucking Archie, definitely. And it's at the top of my pile every fucking month. Yeah. How's, the, month. how's the art now that Staples isn't doing it? Is still, it still good? Still good. Huh? It's still very good. Cool. Like they Every once in a while, they'll have like a filler artist, but uh, I still enjoy the artwork quite a bit. Cool. Like, it wasn't so jarring. You know, after you, it, it wasn't so jarring. I, I love this fucking book. Every fucking time I get a box of comics in the mail, it's like that's the first book I go to. I think it was like a, like three weeks ago I read like uh, four back to back to back Damn. to back, and it was just I love it, man. I love it. I love the it's the drama. It's easy bubblegum reading. Too. And, and, yeah, and, and he gets he gets Jughead's voice. He doesn't write enough Jughead. I'll tell you that much. I mean, yeah. he's letting Chip Zdarsky do that book. But I mean, Jughead when he's in this one, he does the voice for Jughead really well. Nice. It's so it's it, it's fantastic. I love it, Archie. It's phenomenal. All right, we're gonna move on to um, let's see, what do we got next? Oh shit, we're going. Oh, best comic, best ongoing comic, best ongoing, best comic. ongoing comic uh, for uh, 2016. Let me, f- yeah, here we go. Best ongoing comic.
many times you renumber it to one, it's a never-ending story. <laughs> now I want to go watch a Treyu. <laughs> you want to go watch a, you want to watch a young boy? <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was going for, but yeah, it's been a long time since I saw the never-ending <laughs> big, big story. Big fucking shocker there, Frank. <laughs> God damn it. Jesus, you and Jared Fogle, I swear. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> God. That's a never ending story. (laughs) 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 It is after about a foot long. Uh, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know. know. Frank, you're you're trying too hard, Chief. (laughs) All right. Best best ongoing comic for 2016. Jake, talk to me. Uh, This is the one award I didn't do. I I felt I, I couldn't do it. Yeah? Yeah. I. I don't yeah, hold on. Just throw out a comic that's still going. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that there. I don't know. Saga. N- no, no. Saga, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> it's still going. I, Energi- Energizer Bunny of Comics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this to uh Heavy Metal. They still publish that? I don't think so, man. Oh, well, I don't know. It's a retrospective award. <laughs> all right. It's a heavy metal. All right. All right. Thank you for giving the utmost respects to the uh, Tupperware's Awards show, Jake. <laughs> oh, I, I did by not just, you know, some comments <laughs> that I didn't read. All right. I'm going to be giving this one to uh, my favorite comic book of uh, one of my favorite comic books of this year. I'm going to be giving this to not Archie. I'm going to be giving this to The Fix by Nick Spencer. Um, I loved what he did with the uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. It's the same creators. It is fantastic. The synopsis, it comes from the story of crooked cops, scheming mobsters, and corrupt politician, uh, politicians that run things, and the sex toy that can bring them all down. Oh, and the hero is a drug-sniffing beagle named Pretzels. <laughs> bad people do bad things to each other in this frenetic, outrageous, sometimes off-putting new caper. This book is great. The humor is fantastic. Uh, the characters, their dialogue, what they say to one another. Sometimes I'm just like, holy shit. Is Matt Fraction writing this? Because it, like, it's, it's pretty fucking great. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, I flipped through the first issue yeah. of this when you brought it over yeah. one time, and it yeah. was pretty incredible. It's fantastic. And I've talked about it on the show before, and the book just gets better and better and better. And Nick Spencer is a great writer. Um, and I love The Superior Foes of Spider-Man, but like, it was a Marvel book. They did a great thing. Like, it was its own little book. It was outside of the Marvel Universe, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't really tie into anything else. It did its own little thing. But now you're giving Nick Spencer an image title, and he's able to stretch his legs, and he's able to, you know, put something a little bit more racy and, you know, edgy. Yeah, it's like going that. from network to HBO. Exactly. It's like fucking going from, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to fucking a Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. You know? It, one sucks and one's great, but <laughs> that, honestly, his superior foes run was just awesome throughout. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I've but, definitely yeah. read it. It's the fix. Uh, it's an image title. It's it's the best fucking one of the best fucking things I've read all year, and I've read some good books this year. Nice. So it's really really good. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on into our best villain of the year. So, best villain of the year. Best villain of the year. (laughs) Silence, you funny fool. I've had it with your whining and bumbling. Excellent. They have spotted us. Cobra, attack! I would have waited an eternity for this. It's over, Prime. Ancient spirits of evil, transform this decayed form to Mumra, the 
slays me every fucking time. <laughs> Mumra's <laughs> That sounds like you whenever you catch one of us saying gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Alright guys, so we're going to be going over our villain of the year for 2016. Uh, Frank, I'm going to start with you. Who was your villain? Did you, uh, did you have runners up? No, I don't have runners up. I, no. I just got the villain. Like there was one person uh, in everything that I saw this year that every time he was on screen, mm-hmm. I was scared. Uh, not scared, like scared, scared, but like maybe scared for the protagonist in the story. Mm-hmm. And, and that was Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan in The Walking Dead. Can I talk about? I want you to talk about why you love them so much, and then I got a I got a rebuttal. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, from the very first episode of uh, The Walking Dead this year, yeah. uh, when the season returned back in October, every time he's on screen. You're worried that he's going to do something off the wall and fucking kill somebody. And he's so good in that role. Like there's there's not anybody else that I saw really uh, in movies or TV the rest of the year that when I when they were on screen, I felt intimidated or nervous or felt my blood pressure raise. And he was really the only one. And it was consistent for every appearance that he had on the show. So that's who uh, my villain is for this year. All right. You know what? That's your choice. Mm-hmm. That's your choice, and yeah. I'm not going to take anything away from you. Uh, I'd say it was like uh, we're eight episodes in, right? Yeah. I think it was by the fourth episode in this year, and I loved him in that. And I loved him in the uh, season finale for last season. Huh? Loved him. Loved him. And then I got about four episodes in to uh, season seven mm-hmm. of uh, Walking Dead, and I was just like, something's not working with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. What is it? Hmm. What is it? I'm going to ruin this for you. I'm going to ruin him for you right now. Are, okay. you, are you ready? I'm ready for you to try. <laughs> you, trust me. I'm going to ruin him for you. And I'm going to ruin him for a lot of our listeners. His performance is 100% inspired by Al Pacino. I want you to no, – I'm, I'm telling you. I'm thinking about I'm it. I'm telling you. I want you to go back and I want you to watch – him. I could see that. It's what Frank, it's Al Pacino. I can see it. He is not he's not Negan. He's not he is Al Pacino and it's gonna ruin it for you. Fuck. Yeah, mind blown, right? <laughs> no 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 no. And people like if you don't get what I'm saying. No, you're serious, yeah, it's for real. Oh my you, god. If you don't get what I'm saying right now, it's gonna ruin it for you. Like the moment I realized this, that it is not one hundred percent authentic. Because I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like, honestly, if he could suck the dick of one other actor, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be going down on Al Pacino. Because seriously, and no, seriously, he would want all the sperm pumped into him. <laughs> all Pacino's sperm belonged to fucking <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Not half? Not half? Not, sure no. did, not just half? No. All of it? Okay. No, 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 no. Oh. seriously. No, this is like... Half like, shit belongs like, to me. You remember the quick rabbit from the quick fucking the chocolate yeah, yeah, yeah. syrup, uh-huh. the way he sucks that shit down? <laughs> oh my god. Like, you know, you see it like, you see like a full fucking glass of chocolate milk, right? That fucking rabbit gets a hold of it. It's all gone. Three ounces gone. Like gone. Like that. He fucking, he, that is Jeffrey Dean Morgan on Al Pacino's cock. Shit. So he is draining those balls faster than, uh, something funny. <laughs> Insert something funny here. No. It's still good, but I no, definitely no, no, no. see it. I, I want you to, it. I want you to go back and watch those episodes and I want you to think, <sighs> I want you to think Al Pacino. It will fuck it up for you. Probably he will, yeah. has a hard on. It. He's, it's, it's inspired by Al Pacino. It's like, if you watch like The Dark Knight, and this doesn't ruin it for me. If you watch Heath Ledger, his performance is inspired by Tom Waite, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and you can see it in mm-hmm. the, in the performance. And, 
It, but it doesn't ruin it for me. It, he makes it work. He puts a spin on it and it makes it work. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance is so Al Pacino over the top. It doesn't work for me anymore. Like I'm, I, I, like I'm hearing people talk about. Oh my God, he's so good. The only thing I like about the show this year is Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> and his fucking Negan. And it's like fuck <laughs> off. Oh my God, I give more credit to Andrew Lincoln for being a genuine fucking character than ripping off Al Pacino. Go back. I, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm shitting on your choice here, Frank. <laughs> I, I hear. You. I see it. I, I don't. I mean, at least not like without going back and rewatching mm-hmm. it. It doesn't ruin it for me. Yeah. But I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. I don't eh, know. It's your best villain, Frank. You've been loving Negan since the beginning. I, mean, I still yeah. do. I mean, it doesn't like not like actually have an impact I on know, it. But I can't I see where he's coming from. You're right? gonna you're gonna watch it though. Like <laughs> when it when it comes back and he goes fucking full Pacino. And you're going to be like, fuck, Brian God was right. Damn it. Brian was fucking <laughs> right, dude. Be it, could like, be. it could be. Hoo-ah. It could be. But yeah, I mean, even, even, even still with that, even still with that, I can't think of anybody that kind of compared in my book. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, Jake. Who do you got? Yeah. I mean, no. He, he was working for me, and then I just kept listening to it, and I'm like, who does he remind me of? Holy fuck, that's Al, that's Al fucking Pacino. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this is a fun one. The vil- yeah. villain's a fun one because it's just like, it's like, it's so much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's movies, you know, the TV, the comic books. Uh, it could be fucking anything. There so. are, those, those mediums do exist, Jake. Those, yes. <laughs> and this is one of those few Tupperwares we give that kind of crosses over to all the mediums. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, you really got to strain your brain. Sure. Um, I've got some worst. Yeah, on my list. I do too. <laughs> I got one. You know what? And I actually, one year I gave my villain of the year to a comic book character. Oh, okay. so it happens. Yeah, it happens. So I've got three worst. Wow! Oh, Holy <laughs> shit! In a countdown. So number three. Can I guess one of them? Sure. N- Negan. That's uh, my guess for one of them. <laughs> is one of the actors' uh, initials JL? Oh, it is. Yeah! That's, that's my right. number one worst villain. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. My number three worst villain is CGI Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> so we, we didn't need any of that. I, I agree with what we said in the Rogue One stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just trying to show off their, their fucking special effects. They right. could have yeah. just had his character on a fucking hologram. Right. And saved me yeah. all the fucking Polar Expressness of it all. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the Polar, polar Expressness. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> so... And then my runner-up for worst villain is from the same movie as JL. It is Incubus. So this is the uh, main villain of Suicide yeah. Squad, the uh, oh, brother yeah. of the Enchantress, right. the big bad at the end of the movie. That I we thought you were talking about the band from the nineties. Right? <laughs> that works too. Right? <laughs> so follow me while I burst into flame. And yeah, then my number one worst villain is you. You guessed it. It's fucking Jared Leto as the Joker. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Right. I mean, how do you drop the ball on the most iconic villain? Yeah. There fucking is. Yeah. They fucked it up. Leave it to DC Films to fuck up the Joker in this decade. <laughs> like, if, if they couldn't stoop to a new low, right. they have here. Yeah. So, all right. And then I have two best villains. Oh, all right. Man. Yeah, nice. My runner-up is Darth Vader. I'm giving it to him. Sure. Almost solely based on a three-minute scene in a movie. Right. Yep. Darth yeah. Vader's my fucking runner-up nice. for best villain. And then my winner for best villain and this is this is a little bit fucking outside the box crazy shit here. My winner for best villain are the people that edit movie trailers. 
I fucking hate these people. They're the I real villains. I, between <laughs> between Suicide Squad and yeah. Rogue One, I'm tired of seeing different movie trailers than the right. movies I'm going to so go see. Let's just give it to Darth I Vader. I see that. Let's just give it to Darth Vader. I don't like that answer. <laughs> no, giving it to the people yeah. that make the trailers. Yeah. The real villain. I did have Darth Vader down. <laughs> a little like real a for you there. Sorry. <laughs> I know. You took, you took it down that road. <laughs> it's a little too real life. Wow. Jeez. Jake. No, I don't like that part of you, Jake. <laughs> Let's not do that anymore. Right? Oh God. Can we have less of that in future episodes? You don't want to hear you don't want to hear me tell you who the real best villain of the year is. Oh, I, I, know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. So okay, so is it my turn? Yep. Yes. All right, here we go. Uh I uh I'm gonna give you like my worst villain of the year. Yes. Uh my worst villain villain of the year was uh Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> as Lex Luthor, uh, absolutely horrible. Uh, I know you loved the uh, Jolly Rancher scene, Jake. I did not. I have not eaten Jolly Ranchers since. <laughs> I've stayed away. Just skip the cherry ones. Don't let it ruin all of them. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Uh, I applaud that, I, dude. I, I love the apple ones. The sour apple. Good oh, shit. Favorite. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Um, let's see here. I do have uh, two runners up. Uh, nice. My first runner up is uh, Darth. Vader in Rogue One. Nice, uh, nice. That scene, yeah. Holy shit, <laughs> holy shit. I was honestly like, I'm sucking that fucking chocolate syrup down. <laughs> That's, I mean, really. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I am deep throating that lightsaber. Oh, not God. the previous scene, but that one, yeah. That was that was that was all good. Oh, was yeah, amazing. not the previous scene. I try to forget about that. Oh, that's <laughs> the one I'm talking about, guys. No, <laughs> no, 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 the one where he was basically doing the hand motion for like, yeah, you look, now I gotta punch you. Oh. Uh and my uh, second runner up is Armistice from Westworld. Oh, nice. Oh, that is really good. Loved Armistice from Westworld. Uh she was I loved the uh just the look of the character. I loved uh I loved it finally when we got to see her at the end of the, the final episode in Westworld. Just absolutely fen- phenomenal. I feel like by the end, though, you're cheering for her. Yeah, but she's... Yeah. <laughs> in her heart of hearts, she just wants to kill people, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right? So I loved Armistice. Um, my best villain of the year was uh, Ed Harris as the Man in Black nice. from Westworld. Ed Harris... I, I was conflicted because part of me wanted to to, to pick Doctor Ford. I wanted to pick Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. but I had to be true, and I had to pick the Man of Black. So uh, he was a villain through and through. Yeah, he was great. Ed Harris, Ed Harris, good call. Ed fucking Harris is as the Man of Black from Westworld is my number one. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on into our best hero. And then we're going to take a break. What's oh, up, Frank? Okay, never mind. No, you called break after that, so that was cool. I was oh, going to inquire about I a break. I didn't know that you were the showrunner all of a sudden. <laughs> I was going to ask oh. about a break. Oh, were you now? Yes, I was. <laughs> were you now? Yes. Hey, Frank, this is sweatshop rules, okay? All right? I didn't open it up now because I got to hold no, it for another 10 minutes. <laughs> this is sweatshop rules, okay? This is. Oh, you you want to take a break now? Does Frank need to take a break? I do have to pee. All right. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our with our best hero. It's going to be you. <laughs> We're letting him take yeah, a piss. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Time out. All right. Hey, I'm taking a little break. It's the next day after recording real quick. Uh, see, I got an email from one of our listeners uh, who wants to make my job harder for me. Yeah, it's fucking 845 in the morning. I'm trying to get this episode up. 
one of our listeners wants to make my job harder on me and send me an email about his choices uh, for uh, the Tupperware's Awards show. So thank you for that. It's from Finn Dietz Creek, our 17-year-old listener, Finn Dietz Creek. Kid can't even fucking vote, and now he wants to tell us what his choices for best movie are. Anyway, hey, Leftovers, sorry for the last-minute email, but I just wanted to tell you guys how excited I am for the Tuppies. It's kind of funny. It's the only award ceremony I pay attention to or care about. I thought I'd give you a couple of my picks for certain categories. Best Comic, Moon Knight, and Best Film, Civil War. Keep up the fantastic work, fellas, and happy birthday, Brian, from your scrawniest, most throwable listener, Finn. So... Thank you, Finn. Thank you. You had the fucking floor there. You feel good? Feel good about yourself? You know what? I'm going to give you an award. I'll tell you about it later. Jesus. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Hey. All right. Back to uh, more nonsensical. Not, ah, I can't even talk. More. It's fucking 845 in the morning. Back to more nonsensical bullshit. Oh, my God. Yeah, get ready. Strap yourselves in because I yell at Frank later. That happens. Enjoy. Time in. We're back. Uh, yeah. Welcome back. We have shots. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's 2017. This is our first episode back together as a team for 2017. Uh-huh. So let's celebrate it by being alcoholic. Woohoo! All right. I was trying gonna, not to spill it on the I mixer. provided. Hey, Frank, you provided. What did you provide today? It's just UV grape. UV grape. Yeah. All I've been right. I've been mixing that shit hard in with my uh, Mountain Dew so far. Guys, Are guys, guys, let, let me toast. Let me toast. To, to uh, 2017, to the best podcasting uh, guys that I could uh, scrape up. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we're being replaced, huh? For, yeah. <laughs> looking for replacements. Ah. <laughs> I don't even need a chaser for that. That's good stuff. It yeah, it's just okay. weak enough. A little cough syrupy for my taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A little bit. It's of... not super strong. It's like some Dynatap or what whatever Would you give us some fucking Robitussin? What the fuck is going on here? It tastes like Dynatap. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. 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 That's just UV. I, my guess is like, isn't it yeah. like something like 40-something proof? Yeah, I'm going to Dynatap out of that. <laughs> it's something I can drink for six hours straight and still stand up afterward. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Mm, I don't know. I I don't know. We've seen that proven wrong exactly. before. Well, <laughs> with a little bit of moderation. A little bit of moderation. Something that does not exist in your vocabulary. My liver stiffened up a bit since then, too. I don't I don't want to hear about anything else. <laughs> Stiffening up with you, Frank. Destiny, get over here. No, not in the show. Jesus, you went all scorpion with Destiny. <laughs> get over here. All right, guys. We're going to be jumping into our best... Uh, Frank, when I say jumping into, <laughs> don't get carried away with me saying jumping into anything. We're going to be jumping into our hero of the year. Best hero of the year. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. You got the touch. You got the power. One shall stand, one shall fall. Why throw away your life so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. 
told him. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Fuck you, Megatron. Yeah. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Mic drop, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No new Michael Bay Transformers movie this year, so you can't pick Optimus Prime. Yeah, there is. Well, I mean, last year. Well. It's not eligible for 2016 Hero of the Year. I know. I'm just being technical. It's good as it is 2017, no, and right. uh, The Last Night comes out this year for that, Jake. <laughs> yeah, so, I meant for this year. For this year. Yeah, yeah. All right. That was fun. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. What, what do you got to say over there, Frank? I got an honorable mention because of that. Like, they came out on Blu-ray this year for the first time. The oh. original Transformers, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So Optimus Prime is my honorable mention for Hero of the Year. Okay. All right. <laughs> because that came out. For a 20-plus-year-old movie. It, it, dude, it, like, it was... brought a smile to my face when that fucking music hit because I had it written Actually, down. Actually, it turned 30. Yeah, last year. It's awesome. So, all right, uh, Frank. Yeah, let's move on to uh, our hero of the year. Uh, do you have any runners up? Optimus Prime. Well, no. that was an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no runners up. I, that, Optimus Prime was the only other thing that I was thinking about other than this. But uh, Captain America from Civil War mm-hmm. is my hero of the year. Yeah, in the face of opposition, even from family and like reasoning you could deduce as being logical uh he still stood strong to his values in the film and really especially now like in the face of opposition it's important to be able to cling to the things that you believe in and he stands as a good wholesome role model even today uh and, and just the film version of him is a is a good reminder of that uh, so yeah he's my hero of the year what a Cap. great wholesome you- role model <laughs> I love Cap. Uh, do you attribute that to uh, Chris Evans, the actor? I do. I do. And it's the things that he does off screen, too, that helps with that. He does a lot of work with kids. Yeah. And and, and that's awesome, too. And, and, like, some of the things that he tweets. <laughs> He's a lot better with kids than you are. <laughs> yeah, I take back my joke. You Frank does need a wholesome role model. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I think it's good to see somebody who's willing to stick to their convictions, even especially when you're considering like gray murky waters, yeah. and when your friends are going another way. We've got to talk about go Frank's with. New Year's resolutions for this year. <laughs> oh, things that God. you don't need to be doing. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. I'm, I'm, cutting out, I'm cutting out fast food. I'm going more with Jimmy John's and shit. That's fast food. <laughs> Jimmy like John's. The, no, the, you know I'm trying how, to eat better. Do you know how much sugar is in the bread at Jimmy John's? No. Seriously, you might. Hey, hey, you might as well just. Uh, I'm sitting there thinking I'm upgrading my eats from fucking like. Yeah, you, Hardee's and McDonald's. No, and no, shit. no, no. Jimmy John's is worse. You might as well just God go in there. No, you might as well just go in there and just fucking. Hey, can you give me diabetes? Oh God! <laughs> Honestly, that's what you ought to do. Like, no, if, you just got shot. If in you dick. need some health, if you need health tips, uh, talk to me. I can help you a little bit. Yeah, you know? the eats is worse. Or talk struggle. to Captain America. <laughs> Damn it. I'll talk to him when it comes to his workout regimen. Give him a tweet. No, <laughs> it's, right. it's easy when you got a super soldier serum. Yeah, no shit, Jesus. Fuck yeah, that. Oh wow, we took some steroids. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, if, I right. mean, we got a lot of people who are in positions of conflict in a lot of our, our shows this day and age. And yeah. I, I thought it was really good to be able to see somebody who you could just feel good about loving. Yeah. So Cap, Cap's my hero of the year. Yeah. Frank has felt bad about loving a lot of people this year. <laughs> what I hear. Yeah. It's been a 2016, the year of regrets. <laughs> Frank Hammer. Captain Morgan tastes like regret. Sorry, Destiny. 
Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, no, no worst hero of the year. No, I don't have a worst. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a worst? Huh? Do you have a worst? Oh yeah. I do. Oh God. Yeah, I do okay. Too. <laughs> All right, uh, Jake. Yes. Jump into your best hero of the year. Do you have any runners up? Uh, you, should I start with my worst? Start off with your worst. I like starting with the worst. Okay. I, I've given the worst <laughs> to Superman, specifically the uh, BVS iteration yeah. portrayed by uh, I can't even remember his name. I Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yes, yes. And I haven't even seen the. Uh, Extended edition where we get to see a little bit more of Henry Cavill. All you gotta do is see his ass and change your life. <laughs> change your life. But yeah, this is the, the worst portrayal of Superman in existence in any media. Just god fucking awful garbage. So he is my worst hero of the year is Superman. Um, and then for best hero of the year, I have a runner up and a winner. Uh, my runner up is also Captain America. Um, I, you know, he did his thing. Civil War was amazing. Um, Chris Evans just embodies that character. Um, he, he's so fucking great. Did you just say embodies? Uh, yeah, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> oh my em- god, embodies that character. He totally embodies that character. <laughs> that yeah. shot went that pretty one quick. Shot <laughs> <fucked me up. laughs> I am a lightweight. <laughs> no, really, that one shot did get me. Holy shit! <laughs> he is the hero-lized yeah, oh, hero <laughs> of this year. Biceps. <laughs> he's not though. He's my runner-up. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> and my winner is is the exact opposite of the hero Pank, Frank picked for his winner. It is Deadpool is my hero of the year. Oh, no, I can't nice. argue with that. Yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, I, just on so many levels, he's the hero of the year. I mean, he's the hero of the year to fucking Fox Studios. Yes, yes. He's the hero of the year to getting more mature comic book movies in yes. the future. Yeah. And I mean, he, Ryan Reynolds himself is practically the hero of the year for getting right. this movie made yeah. the way he wanted it to and everything. Yeah. So I hands down hero of the year for me is fucking like that. great choice. Yeah, thank I agree. you. Thank you. Wow. God, we got Frank over here with like <laughs> and wholesome no, apple pie. Wholesome apple pie. Yeah, yeah which Deadpool is not. No, right. <laughs> got a dude who gets off fucking seeing his hand huge in his little tiny yeah. hand. And I honestly looking at Frank, I would assume that Deadpool was more of a role model than Captain America. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you would think yeah. <laughs> can't argue that logic either. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh let's see here. I have uh two runners up. I have a, um, and then I have my best. I have an honorable mention, and then I actually have a worst. I'm going to start off with my worst. Let's hear it. My worst is also Henry Cavill yeah. uh, oh. for his neutered role in Batman v Superman. I loved Man of Steel. Man of Steel is one of my favorite movies of 2013. Uh, it is actually like almost tied with Avengers as one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Um, that, and then of course the original uh, Superman, the Donner film. I love, I love those three movies almost equally, but, uh, um, yeah, it's even more scathing coming from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, cause I still love Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it is, I think it is an amazing film and it stands on its own. Um, it's so good, but Henry Cavill and that neutered role they gave him in Batman v Superman, he was absolutely horrible and it let me down i don't so much blame henry cavill i blame like what they gave him oh it's the writers yeah he's not a terrible actor by any means the writers just give him something 
Yeah. Give him something. I mean, when you're in the courthouse and you have the chance to speak up and give this amazing speech, instead, we're looking at uh, fucking a jar of piss Mm -hmm. and an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Batman v Superman, uh, colon, uh, jar of piss explosion. (laughs) That's what it should have been called. Not Donna Justice, but uh, Jar of Piss Explosion is a very suitable name for that movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's supposed to be somebody that we look up to and admire and respect yes. and like he doesn't have shit for dialogue right it's garbage yeah yeah it's it, it is garbage all right moving on i've got uh let me get one to my runners up uh my first runner up is chirit imwi oh nice from Good rogue one, one. i love donnie yen in that movie <laughs> anytime he talked about the force and what the force meant to him him not being a jedi and the fact that he loves the force so much i love that when he says the force is strong and it made it made me it made it, I don't know it did something within me like oh my gosh the the amount of faith that this guy has okay they've uh, destroyed his fucking temple they're stripping his temple of kyber crystals you know what I mean that's yeah. like that's basically that's basically like uh, somebody coming into your home and just taking all the shit out of it and you <laughs> just being like ah oh, yeah, I'm still happy about everything like this right, guy right. has so much fucking faith and I love that I am one with the force. The force is with me. That's a great pick. Da- yeah. Donnie Yen, I mean. Th- so good. This movie busted my Donnie Yen cherry, and now uh, I'm just like, ugh, I gotta see these raid movies finally. Yeah, not raid, not raid. There. Ip Man. Oh, Ip Man. Ip Man. You gotta watch Ip Man. Uh, IP, Ip Man. And I think, uh, I think all three are on Netflix. Uh, don't watch the third. Okay. But the first two are absolutely fantastic. But Ip Man is so fucking good. He's also gonna be the new Triple X movie, which really bothers me Ugh, yeah yeah so, i'm not pumped about that uh my next runner up it's uh it's tyler hecklin as superman in supergirl oh all right <laughs> nice so i gave my worst to henry cavill as superman <laughs> batman v superman you know dc's big tentpole movie yeah <laughs> of fucking uh 2016 and i give you know what i'm giving it to tyler hecklin as superman and supergirl because that's the superman that we fucking deserve yeah he was so goddamn good so fucking charming uh him and Kara. Uh, him and Melissa Benoist have great chemistry on screen. I love seeing those two as cousins. Uh, he did so much in just the two episodes that he was in early on in the season to make me fall in love with him and to make me want to see a lot more of him in future episodes. I'm actually hoping that uh, CW rounds out their superhero shows and gives Tyler Hecklin his own Superman TV show. Oh, I would love it. Be cool. Friday nights give me fucking Superman. Uh, we need it. We need it. That could be cool. Uh, also, uh, but my best hero of the year is going to be Melissa Benoist as Kara Zor-El from Supergirl. Nice. nice. Uh, every time she's on screen, uh, she is so charming. She is everything, uh, that embodies Supergirl. She is so fantastic. I love this show. I love what the show's doing, but I just, the show would not be what it is without Melissa Benoist in that role. She is just amazing. So I gotta give it to Melissa Benoist. Oh, yeah. The show stands or falls based on your lead actress. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, that's, that's my best hero of the year. Melissa Benoist as Kara Zor-El from Supergirl. Nice. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on into, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you guys got for me this year. I ain't got shit. <laughs> you guys might have video games for me this year or something. I don't know, but it's our toy of the year. Sure. The 
best toy of the year. Just get those wonderful toys. Yeah, you could tell, like, when I was making these bumpers, I just gave up at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like t- two seconds. <laughs> I know. Like, like, some of them are like a goddamn minute. <laughs> and, and that one, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Joker said to- something about toys yeah. in that 1989 Batman movie. <laughs> There's toys. Yeah, where does he get those wonderful toys? Boom. <laughs> yeah, I barely loaded uh, up my uh, notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that fucking bumper's probably longer than my goddamn response. Um, what do you got, Frank? It's funny that you mentioned video games because I put in there the no name. sex toys. Those no food. sex toys. <laughs> All right. No, nothing fucking app operated. No, All it's right. the Nintendo Classic NES. I do not have one myself. Fuck that. I don't have one, <laughs> but I have played one. My cousin got one. Like they're really hard to get coming up on fucking holiday time, yeah. and they're when you buy one at regular fucking retail, it's sixty bucks. It's well within you know toy range and with as many old classic video games as what they got on it it's pretty fun to fucking just jump all behind the fucking little controller and play you know shit that you haven't played in years yeah you can get it elsewhere yeah you can get it on some other fucking emulators that were gettable this holiday season but once the fucking stock and catches up with the demand and now that we're done with the christmas season yeah it will you'll be able to find it for 60 bucks here soon enough it's a really great value and hdmi plug and play it's that's a lot of fun to play all those old 8-bit games yeah that's my toy of the year classic nes yeah my worst toy of the year is the classic nes just because you couldn't get it though (laughs) really though just because you couldn't get it hey can we take another shot (laughs) i'm always down fuck you nintendo (laughs) for not making enough of these motherfuckers they they do that with everything jake Fuck you for putting 30 games onto a thing that could easily fit 200. They do that with everything, though, Jake. Yeah, fuck them. And they did that with the fucking Wii. They did it with the Wii U. Wow. I'm, oh, I know. I'm very surprised that this year I'm pro Nintendo on this and Jake is anti I mean, I'm anti that part of <laughs> Oh, fuck. If Jake would have got one, it would have been his fucking toy. Of the it would have. It really fucking yeah, would have. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you fucking asshole. Hey, 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 they're my awards. I can have whatever. <laughs> I fucking sucked! <laughs> I can have whatever justification I fucking want. This is true. Yeah. This absolutely, is true. Absolutely right. All right, toy of the year. I've got a runner-up and a winner. Yeah. Uh, my runner-up is wave three of the Harry Potter Funko Pops. Um, this was the best wave of the series for me so far. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. No! Yes. Got a lot of my favorites this series. Got a Bellatrix pop. <laughs> Got a Mad Eye Moody pop. Man, I'm Moody. He's looking at you right fucking now. <laughs> but yes, great set. I'm glad to see they can do a set where they don't always include uh, the, uh, the three did, principal characters. How do those black beady eyes look on me? Oh, they look good. They oh, look good. They, they, get, they get that right? They, they nailed it. All right. Oh, it. shit. All right. Yeah. Hey, were, were the heads fucking huge and bulbous? <laughs> were they? they, were. Were, they were, were they? Have That's you seen it. these? Huh? You've seen these. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, it's, it's, uh, oh, Christ. I'm afraid to say my winner. That's the runner-up. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Who won? All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, fuck. I got to say this. Uh, My no. winner for Toy of the Year. Oh, Jesus. Is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Batman, Retor- Batman Returns Dorbs 3-Pack. Dorbs? Uh, <laughs> yes. Whoa. Batman Returns classic Tim Burton versions of Catwoman, Penguin, and Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, the Danny DeVito Penguin Dorb is... Probably my favorite toy of the fucking decade. Oh, I love this fucking thing. Yeah. So there we go. Mine Dorbs. is uh, my winner of the year is the uh, Duplo Farm Set. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer Fred <laughs> looks absolutely amazing. Oh my God. And uh, I mean, Ooh. like. Uh, the articulation on the chickens, uh, phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> and Billy the goat, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, my toy of the year is going to go to the, um, Supergirl figure I got from Joe Nito. Oh, nice. There cool. you go. Joe Nito, you made my fucking year with that fucking <laughs> Supergirl figure. Oh my gosh. I've taken it out of the box. And uh, I've entered her box. Oh. Trust me, it's happened. Oh my God. It's happened. Yes, I made love to a six-inch figure. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to uh, the best video game of the year. I ain't got shit. So it's going to be Frank and Jake, best Yay. video game of the year. Video game of the year. Welcome to Video Land. Mega High. Mega High. Wake up, Kid Icarus. Welcome to Castle <laughs> It's Congo Land. My brain will get you, little princess. <laughs> princess, the palace is under siege. Behold, the ultimate warp zone. I miss Mega High. And you miss, uh, <laughs> That's some good shit, though. <laughs> miss Captain N? Yeah. Oh, I love Captain always N. some good stuff. I have the whole series on DVD. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why the fuck was uh, King Hippo green or blue? What the yeah, fuck was up with that? Yeah, yeah I don't know. That? that was weird. Uh-huh. Like, if his, it, like, if his nipples weren't disturbing enough, like, <laughs> oh, let's make them fucking blue. Like, okay, yeah, here we here we have a large blue man with yeah, I don't really it. dark blue nipples. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's the only way they could have him shirtless was to make him a non-human color. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, don't maybe know. the standards with the cartoons those days, that was, like, how they got around that or something. Eggplant wizard's mouth always fucked me up, how it was, like, always one fucking continuous circle. Oh, yeah. Frank was like, I'm going to put my dick in. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Look at that perfect circle. (laughs) I went upstairs. I looked in fucking Frank's fridge, and there was, like, all these holes in his egg. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck are you doing here, Frank? The wife gets the other half. (laughs) Oh, stop it. (laughs) Jesus. All right, guys. What is your best video game of the year? Uh, going I'm going to start with Jake. All right, cool. Because Frank, you're going to monopolize this time. You're going to go. No, seriously, you're going to go off fucking like. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, wanna, I got shit. I don't want. No, I don't want it to be like that one year. You haven't been on this thing in like fucking two years. Two years, right? Okay, that yeah. one year. 
Destiny should have been your goddamn winner. It should have that I'm year. I'm calling yeah. you. Yeah, I'm that year should have been. Shit. But you know what? You wanted Jake to suck your dick that year, <laughs> so you gave it to like Mario Kart. Or I was a regular shit. eggplant wizard. Yeah, you are. I was under his spell. <laughs> yeah, you ever, you ever like watch like you, you ever like watch like one of those cartoons where like uh, a character is like really hungry and they look at somebody and they see a hot dog? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. God. yeah. You saw fucking Jake. He's, he looked like an eggplant. God. <laughs> With glasses and shit. <laughs> and a beard. A beard. Yeah. God. I can, All right. I can, I can put my dick in that. I got two runners up. Yeah. Two runners up and a winner. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a worst. Um, uh, first runner-up, I'm giving it to a, a two-year-old game. I'm giving it to Hearthstone because it's all I fucking play. Uh, not a day has gone by in 2016 where I didn't play Hearthstone for at least five minutes. So I have, All right, game of 2014, Hearthstone. Yeah, have to give it a nine. That's my second They do update these things on a regular basis. They so do. technically they do. it's not two years old. Hearthstone in 2016 was very different from Hearthstone in 2015. Okay. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, my next runner-up is Final Fantasy XV. Um, great to see a return to form for Final Fantasy games, if not so much a return to the way the games are played, a return to good storytelling, good music, just the Final Fantasy charm. Just nice to see a game that isn't a fourth sequel to Final Fantasy thirteen and something new from Square Enix. Um, I'm even more excited for Kingdom Hearts 3 now because of Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, I just can't fucking wait for that shit. And my winner for best game of the year is you, you got to know what this is, right? Winner it's Super Mario Run. It is Super Mario Run. Oh, it's okay. the first official Nintendo iPhone game. It is Super Mario Run. Um, they have brilliantly captured the mechanics of classic Mario games into a game that you play with one hand and tap your screen. Um, this thing is unbelievable. The graphics are top fucking notch. The control is fucking spot on. Um, you can play against friends. You can race against the ghost. There's so much you can build your own mushroom kingdom. This game, it costs 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You never have to pay another fucking dime. They're not going to needle your ass for fucking 99 cent microtransactions every time. 10 bucks, you're in. Never have to pay again. You get just a hell of a game. So much content here. Unfucking believable. So Simpsons is going to win your um, animated television show of the year? Again. It is not. <laughs> really? Yeah. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> I have oh played God. Mario and it is fun. Yeah. It's fun. All right. It, there is a lot of mechanics involved for a touchscreen game. Yeah. With it being run back and forth and you don't have control over when he runs or certain blocks that, you know, hold you up and how long you press your finger to the screen. Jake, I'm a, I'm a little upset that you're not going for the turkey this year with fucking <laughs> Simpsons. I know. I know. I, I only watched two episodes of The Simpsons this year. They oh weren't that great. Gosh. All right. Hey, Frank. Okay. Talk, uh, you got runners-up? I got a runner-up, and I got worst. Oh, uh, okay. The, I got a guess for worst. The worst game of the fucking year. Can I guess? Mario Run. You, you can guess. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Fuck that goddamn game, dude. It was pitched as being this miraculous fucking exploration game where you can go from planet to planet and see a bunch of shit that you've never seen before and just explore. It's not supposed to be a shooter. Yeah. It's not supposed to be anything other than what you make it. It was supposed to be like Minecraft in the sky. And I admit I have not played it since they put in whatever recent update patch they put in to where you can actually build stuff and, and shit. I did hear about that. But 
I gave this thing a solid chance, and a solid chance in my world is like six hours. Six hours played of this fucking boring ass game, and I walked across like four fucking planets and saw the same twisted bullshit on every single one. And and we're talking like through different star systems too. You shouldn't see that shit. You shouldn't see stuff on one planet and one star system that you would see in another. That wasn't what it was pitched as. And it's boring as fuck. The six hours I put in were fucking hard put in. I mean, like, I didn't have a single ounce of fun in that time. Nothing was good about it. Have you ever put in hard six hours before? Have you ever lasted six hours hard? Uh, depends on what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I've done fucking like weekends in county prison, and I'd, <laughs> I'd rather do that than this because Whoa. then you can talk to fucking people. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I, Whoa. I, yeah. I, this sucks. This yeah. Is bad. Yeah. It sounds this like that would bad. definitely keep you hard. And um. like, this thing was like marketed to be a fucking fantastic. Brian, in years past, you even said like you thought that there, yeah. there was a game that was going to bring you back it was sure. this it was this thing's trash yeah it's garbage i mean it, it was mismarketed big time yeah it, it's created by a small 14 man fucking indie unit and it was presented to be like a triple a title that people put years into it, yeah. it's not good it's definitely it's no not six good. hours in a cell block <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather do fucking prison than fucking go back to that game i really would i i'm not kidding i'm not kidding they feed you there um, anyway okay uh so for a runner-up they feed you something they do. I, was gonna say. I got i got fucking like hard-boiled egg and sugarless fucking Kool-Aid. i feel like all these prison jokes are totally like Go this it's <laughs> cracking me up even more now. and i'd still rather do that than play no man's sky frank we're talking about you getting butt fucked in prison <laughs> That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Four separate weekends, I came out. My asshole virginity attacked. Jake. Jake's lost it. Oh, my God. It's just so funny. I would rather do jail time. I would rather do jail time than play this game again. I would. Oh, fuck. I can't give it away. I can't give it away. Okay, you gave it away in prison. <laughs> no. <laughs> did not happen. Negative. That's I, negative. I heard for six hours. Nope. <laughs> Frank, hold on. Frank was like fucking red hot chili peppers in prison. <laughs> give it away. Give it away Bullshit. now. Bullshit. No, that's away, my Facebook Give it away. Page. Give it away now. Nope. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Runner up. Runner up. Runner up. Okay. So my runner up of the video game of the year is Overwatch. I play a lot of first-person shooters. I haven't hardly played Destiny at all this year. Their their fucking content's garbage. And Overwatch, like, every individual character has its own role. And on every map, somebody can do something spectacular. There's so many different things that you can do. The personalities of the characters are expressed throughout a downloadable content that you can get for free just from playing the game in loot boxes through emotes and voices and they have free comics that you can watch and just the experience of fucking playing like with Dan West and Keith from Nerd Porn mm-hmm. you get together and you fucking have fun talking shooting the shit playing this stuff and the actual game itself is solid you don't have glitchiness like you have in things like Destiny and stuff which system were you playing this on primarily on PlayStation 4 okay. but I do have it on both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One because I got it from my son on xbox one and would play with him quite a bit and uh 
like half a year ago, the Xbox One experience was a bit glitchy in compare in comparison to the PS4 version, but they're both real tight right now, and uh, it's really cool. Like the the fucking animation is great, not only both in the actual game itself, but also in the comic shorts that you get in the little short videos and stuff too. And all this stuff is is free from Blizzard. Like you pay the one price to get the game like i bought it when it first came out at 60 bucks and i've seen sales since for 35 and you get everything every downloadable everything it's unlike any other game in the market where like they want you to buy all this downloadable content shit and buy this season pass and whatever and they said no you buy the game and you get everything that comes with it when that's the way it should be it should be it really should and and they've made good on their promise too this came game came out in may and since then, we've gotten two brand new characters that everybody has access to mm. and three new maps, which also everybody has access to. There's no fucking limits on this. Mm-hmm. And there's word, no confirmation yet that eventually they're going to come up with like single player versions of the game where you play bots. And they've had some things with that, like around the Halloween event, they had a single player mode where you and three other people go against the computer itself, no mm-hmm. other people against you. It, it's just amazing. The animation is really good. It's really good. It was such a close call between this and my game of the year. And my game of the year is Final Fantasy 15. And the big thing with that game is every single aspect of that game that I've put into in the total of 97 hours Mm -hmm. since the end of November, since that game came out, I was real skeptical about this game. I was worried I was going to hate it. I hated the demos that came out. Mm -hmm. And even with that much time invested into the game and a new game plus, there's so much to do. And every bit of it is Final Fantasy fan friendly. They've got soundtracks from previous Final Fantasy games that you buy with in-game money that you can listen to either in your car when you're driving around or on an in-game purchased MP3 player when you're just wandering about the countryside. So, I mean, if you're nostalgic about those that music and those songs, you can listen to every single bit of it from 1 all the way through 14, which is an MMO. Um, the fishing, the fucking pinball, all the side quests, chocobo racing. Yeah. Everything is such a fucking joy to me. Yeah. Like I've not seen this game show up on anybody else's game of the year list, but for me, it is absolutely not only the game of the year, but Jesus, like the past two or three years, this game overcomes everything. Not a lot of games can go through ten years plus of development and come out the other side a shining gem. So it's not a it's not a ten dollar game that you can buy on your fucking phone. No, it's not. No. It's not. Oh. This this speaks not only to. So this is this is a good game. This is a triple A title. Mario, Mario Run is. A <laughs> That's you good. Know, hold on. The only reason I said that is like, <laughs> our, our, hold on. Our listeners can't see like your faces. Like, no, no, hold on, hold on. Like our listeners can't see your faces. Like, like when you're talking about like Jake, you are talking about this so fucking passionately. Like you're like the look on your face was like I I do not want anyone to say anything negative about this game. <laughs> I love this. If I don't no, don't say anything wrong against Super Mario Run. I gave it game of the year, of course I, I know love you it. did. I know you did. The look on your face was like no. Don't no. Don't fuck with this game. I love this game. Frank, you know what? I've seen com- I'm going I'm going to have you finish here. I've seen commercials for uh, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, and uh, they're gorgeous. The game is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I, I grew up playing Final Fantasy, 
And, yeah. uh, you know, I played, fi- I, fi- I played Final Fantasy. I played the one on the Super Nintendo. Uh, maybe, I don't know how many there were for Super Nintendo, but I played one of them. And then I Two. played, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, 7. I played it on both the PlayStation yeah. and the PC. Uh-huh. And, uh, Final Fantasy is like one of my favorite games of all time. And this is one of those games where I've been kind of like thinking about like, maybe, maybe I should give, maybe I should check this game out because Dude, the the commercials that I've seen for it look dope as fuck. Right, yeah. So I, I've even been thinking about like dropping the sixty bucks or whatever the fuck it costs to play this thing. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's something for me to say. Like the weakest part of this whole game is the primary storyline. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that means it's bad. Right. I would easily rank this game after ninety five plus hours uh, within my top five mm-hmm. of out of all the top. All the 15 fucking games in the entire franchise, the two MMOs included. Yeah. Because there's such fan service as far as like the mini games. Every time you log in, there's something to do that you want to do. Right. You want to just chill out and fucking fish for like an hour and a half? You can do that. If you want to just chill out and play fucking pinball for an hour and a half, you can do that. And there's rewards that you get that are worthwhile for doing. Right. Just driving around listening to the classic Final Fantasy music is pretty fucking And fun that's to the me. thing. <laughs> yeah. Like some people knock like that you get in a car and you fucking drive from place to place. Well, in a lot of Final Fantasy's past, you get in an airship and do the same thing. Yeah. Except in that, you'd actually have to drive the thing. In this, like almost everything is within five minutes or less of getting to. And you can either fucking let the car drive itself. You can fucking thumb through all the soundtracks that you've purchased in-game with in-game money, not anything out of pocket. And everybody's got access to this, whether you've bought, like, DLC or not for this game. Uh, you go in and you buy this shit and you can listen to it. Just listen to it as you're driving around and the car is driving itself. Or you can drive it if you want. You, well, uh, you, you let your friend drive for you, like, that you don't control. Yeah. I mean, it, it's automatic pretty much. You go from place to place. Or if you got, you know, if you got shit you want to do, like if you're concentrating on doing, like, hunts and shit. Yeah. You have an option mm-hmm. that comes up, like fast travel for 10 gil, which is nothing. And you instantly, boom, you go from place to place. One of the, I mean, this this title in particular. I love how we're spending more time in this game than we are uh, Jake's winner of the year where you're a fucking <laughs> Italian plumber and you and you jump on shit. I'm not trying to knock anything. Like, like no, about. no, I want I want I want Jake to go into I want Jake to go into detail. About Super Mario, I'm being a dick. You know I'm being a dick, Jake. No, no, I was just letting it happen. No, I want Jake. To, I, I want Jake to go into detail about this. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, the, like his uh, his overalls are the reddest they've ever been. They I tell are, you what, it's, are, one, it's it, one of the only iPhone games that I have to play with sound. And he jumps when he jumps on the turtle shells. I feel like I am jumping on said turtle shell, and and like when a Koopa pops up on the screen it's like it's like they're in the same room with me <laughs> and <laughs> um, i'm being a dick i'm sorry i'm sh- okay i'm shitting on i'm your not toys. i'm not trying to go on forever yeah. about this but jake like, jake you love mario i mean that's you, a great game too i mean there's yeah. been there's been yeah. mario crap in the last five years i yeah. haven't i haven't played it i haven't played it so i i, I really i'm just being a Download it. Like, play it. You can play the first three levels for free. Right. Okay. On iOS. I'll only. check it out. I'll yeah. check it out. Because like, yeah, ten bucks, I don't feel like 
I don't feel like I would get $10 worth out of it. I admit I I was skeptical of it myself, yeah. and the first two worlds alone were enough to be like, okay, I'll go ahead and drop the 10 bucks into that. Yeah. And Final Fantasy is a different entity. I mean it's a AAA title mm-hmm. on a, a primary system, so it's going to run you quite a bit more. It's $60 yeah. minimum unless you can catch it on sale. And the DLC stuff that they've got come out with it for like the digital version hasn't actually emerged yet. You're supposed to have side stories for the, your three partners in the game. Gladio, Prompto, and Ignis, and they haven't emerged, but they have come out with uh, some downloadable content. Some of it's free, even if if you haven't bought the extra shit in the game. Right. The big barrier to entry for this title, a lot of people have felt, is the combat, because it's somewhat uh, Kingdom Hearts-ish, where you're controlling a character, but it's not like traditional entries in the series where you tell them to fight or you tell them to use a specific magic spell. Really? How does this work? Well, this th- it's kind of a dual system and you have a choice. There's a wait mode and there's an active mode. Mm-hmm. I always use wait mode, meaning when your thumb is off of the less stick from moving yourself around, time pauses. It stops. It's like it is a turn-based game in the sense of when you need a sec to try to figure out like your strategy, like what weapon should I use, what magic should I use? Oh, it's a Zach Morris mode. Kind of, yeah, because you freeze time and you can still do Libra, which like tells what the enemy's weakness is mm-hmm. and stuff. You can figure out what weapons to use, what magic to use. And it's simplistic in the sense of if you want to just sit there and hold the circle button or A button, depending on which system you are, your character is going to do attacks and shit. And it's not complicated to the point where, like, you have to be, like, ready, like, tense or anything as far as, like, oh, well, I'm not so good at, like, action games. And if this happens, I don't know if I can keep up with the pace. It telegraphs everything big time. Like, if you need to block something and you want to block something, it comes up on the screen. Like, hold this button to block. You can block and parry. Or if you want to turn weight mode off and give yourself a little bit more of a challenge, you can just kind of fly by the seat of your pants Figure out what works because the cues in the game, like when you attack somebody, numbers come up with like damage values. Purple is bad. Orange is good. You can flip around your fucking setup as need be to figure out what works for who. So, I mean, it speaks to pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. I was a little sour. Like when you first fire up the game, it comes up with a tag that says for final <laughs> first time Final Fantasy players and like old time fans or something similar to that effect. And I was like, oh God, like they're really trying to I, pander. I rolled my eyes at that too. But it's honest to God legit. Like mm-hmm. any way you want to play this game, if you're wanting to hardcore like rifle through it for challenges, you can do that. If you're wanting to play it through for like the side quest shit, you can do that because when you first start, it's opposite of like Final Fantasy 13 where you have the open world mm-hmm. and you can do all that shit ahead of time and then focus on the story when you want to. Cause a lot of people clamor for that shit nowadays. Like, oh, it's gotta have an open world. I can do whatever I want when mm-hmm. I want to. You can do that, but it opens up in such a way to where if you're more accustomed to a linear path, where, like, if you follow just the quests and shit that it sends you on, it'll open up in a way that, like, you don't end up somewhere where you're not supposed to, where you're just getting slaughtered. Mm-hmm. It's organic. And it's so masterful because the whole game loads every time you see a loading screen. You can travel fucking eight minutes from one side of the fucking map to the other in the car and watch on the fucking camera, like, all the fucking beautiful scenery all over the place, and you never have another fucking loading screen. This game doesn't get enough props for the ability to fucking immerse you into this world instead of having opportunities to take you out like, oh, we got to load this. Mm-hmm. We got to load that. Oh, you're in a fight. We got to load this. 
you have none of that. Yeah, every single that's a bit. Great of, point, Frank. And every single bit of dialogue at ninety five fucking hours. It's not like you're hearing constantly the same shit repeated over and over and over again. Most of it's fresh stuff that gives you insight into like the personalities of the people that you're hanging out with in the game. It's the opposite of this show. <laughs> I'm, I could go on forever. Hold but. on. I, my, my question to you is, and, and this is what I, I, I what I've been missing from video games is when I stop playing it. Yeah, I stop thinking about it. Uh huh. When you stop playing this game and you're off doing whatever, you're hanging out with, you're, you're doing something else. Are you thinking about the next time you're going to get back with this game? Most times I am because I'm trying to figure out like if I'm going to do some hunts, right. if I'm going to try to like boost my experience a little bit more by doing some side quests. I'm on a new pl- new game plus mode, so I finished the game and I've started over at the same level that I was at when I finished, along with a lot of the like, excuse me, perks and stuff that I had. So I'm trying to open more perks that I couldn't get open. Wow, you are sorry. a gassy son I'm of sorry a bitch. about that. Sorry. Uh, wow. I'm trying to open up perks that I couldn't open through my first playthrough of the game. Yeah. But there's also so much that is only accessible after you've beaten it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age, game companies anymore are so top heavy. They're like, you got to buy all this DLC and all this stuff to experience this game. And so far, it seems like anything with this game is just extra stuff that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to do. You're never bored. At least I'm not. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I do when I log in, whether it's just playing pinball, fishing, doing hunts, completing quests, or doing some of the main story stuff. It's all really good. And even though I say that the main story suffers, it's not that it's bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just not my number one, which – Everything else of this game is so good that it could easily be in this series, and it's my favorite series of all time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you get a chance to rent it, like the demos don't do it justice, the the previews, the stuff, all that stuff really don't do it justice until you get your hands on it. I'd yeah. rent it, give it a couple hours, see what you think. And there's a lot of extra shit with this one too, just like with Overwatch, you've got the film. Kingsglaive, which goes through events that co- that cover before the game actually transpires, including the first like hour and a half or whatever of the game, and that's got big name stars in it like Lena Headey and uh, fuck, I can't think of his name now. He played uh, <sighs> dude in Game of Thrones that got beheaded in the first season. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we'll, we'll hear about it on Correction Tuesday. Aaron Paul who, from dickhead. Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad is in it. He did a great job of voice mm-hmm. acting in it. And they've also got animes that are free to look up and fucking watch too called Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. It, the, the story world that they've built is incredibly deep and it's as deep as you want it to be. But even if you just played the game, it gives you enough to where you're invested in the game itself and, and the world that they've created. It's just amazing. I can't say that in the last five years – that I've had as good a time behind a controller as I've had with this game. I, I'm so in love with Final Fantasy 15. Absolutely game of the year. All right, Final Fantasy 15. What I found interesting is I don't have anything to fucking add about <laughs> video games this year. But what I did find interesting about this, just listening to you guys talking about these video games, is Jake's waiting for me to say something smart-ass. That's not going to happen. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, no, could, I didn't know. I legitimately uh, wasn't. Okay, cool. Good. <laughs> good. Um, what I want to say about this is, though, the in- what's interesting about your picks, all the picks that you guys brought up today are stuff that are that don't want you to 
purchase more in-game shit, like more DLC that you got to fucking purchase. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Mm-hmm. It really it, is. You got you said Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You said, hey, Mario, 10 bucks, you get it all. Yep. Fucking Final Fantasy 15, you get it all. I think video game publishers need to fucking learn from this that that's what people want. Like when yeah. you buy something one time, that's what you get. You get everything. Right. Like yeah, if they're going to bullshit if that they're they gonna, hold stuff back, hold stuff back. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it is it's kind of fucked up, man. Video games have changed since like when I was fucking playing. They're reverse. It's top heavy. Their whole yeah. goal is whatever keeps the disc in the machine spinning yeah. and not going to GameStop, which is why they've gone to the DLC system. Yeah. But it's so Don't fucking charge stupid. Us. Yeah, they want to fuck us ha- have us pay hundred dollars up you want front. Me to, yeah, you want you want guys you want guys like Frank and Jake to come back and fucking purchase more from you in the future? Give us give us more but don't charge us for it. Right. Give us the goods in the first place right. and make us want more. Right. My, and my argument is if your game's going to be a DLC heavy game, yeah. charge 20 bucks for it. There you go. You know? Yeah. I, I'd be much more willing to give a game a chance that I knew was going to require lots of future purchases to keep yeah. enjoying. But like at the end right. of the day, you've yeah. already, let's say you spent 60 bucks on a goddamn game. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, they're wanting you to spend more on it? Yeah. Right. Fuck you. Like yeah. shit at the top of other people's list, like the new Call of Duty or fucking uh, Titanfall 2, that yeah. one too. Like it's just okay. And they all rely on that DLC stuff to keep you playing. Like, oh, you want these maps, don't you? Yeah. You want these maps, don't you? Nobody fucking wants the maps. They want a good experience right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the fucking game as it is. Yeah, amen. The, That's a game. Blizzard. A game. Blizzard knows how to treat their fans. That's and Blizzard sure. also is the company that does Hearthstone. Yeah. Blizzard gives a shit. And they listen to their audience, and that's been proven both in Hearthstone and in Overwatch. And even though, I mean, the, really the only lackluster uh, now, hey, hold on. Square hey, Enix. Hurt, let's wrap this up. Now I've got to piss. Now Sorry. I've got to piss. <laughs> Sorry. So wrap this up. Sorry. Like, there's a lot of lackluster <laughs> shit from Square Enix, but this game really brings it back. 13 yeah. is garbage, and most of the little fucking handheld fucking iPhone versions of whatever you get, a Final Fantasy whatever shit, but this is great. Uh, they're mi- microtransaction fucking masterpieces, those Final Fantasy They are. They, they want 99 cents every goddamn day. And really, like, I would appreciate it more if Square Enix would keep itself nice and tight, not mm deal with the fucking stupid little handheld shit and come out with gorgeous shit like this yeah. every once in a few years, which is what they always used to do, which is what made me love them in the first place. Mm-hmm. I agree. I we don't agree. need it, it fucking It was special content. when a Square Enix game came out. Right, and now, like, on a handheld, like, you see, oh, you got fucking Bravest or whatever, like, oh, I'm going to download it. It's crap. Yeah, it is crap. They, they've tried to fucking make constant revenue flows, and it doesn't always work. But Final Fantasy XV is awesome. It's amazing. The characters, regardless of what they look like, they're not douchebags. Like, if you spend some time with them, each one of them has their own fucking uh, personality. Prompto's the fucking geek of the group who constantly breaks the fourth wall. It's great. I love it. All right. Yeah, I need to play this fucking shit. You do. Yeah, you should. I'll figure out a way for you to do that. P- yeah, please. I will find a way. I, w- I would like it. Yep. I would like it. Yeah, I, I, like I, I, uh, I'll get with you on break. I, I think cool. I got a way. Nice. All right, guys, we're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back and uh, I don't know, whatever. We, what we'll do? Whatever. Stuff to talk about. Yeah, shit. More tuppies. More yes. Tuppies. All right, be back. Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. 
but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? Uh, yeah, best animated TV show of the year. Best animated show of the year. Apparently, I love DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, and Thundercats. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can't fault you there. Yeah, I know. It's just like, that's the uh, trifecta of uh, best uh, animated shows ever. DuckTales is coming back. DuckTales is coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. All right, guys. So, best animated TV show of the year. Uh, I'm going to start off with Frank. Uh, What do you think? I got to go with South Park. South Park season 20? Yes. Uh, they were so on point, at least the first half of the season. Yeah. And I'm still trying to get through the rest of it, but the political parody there with what we've been facing here in the United States was so good. Yeah. No matter what side of the coin you were on, you can kind of relate where the, where the big choice was between a giant douche and a turd sandwich. Also with calling out fucking trolls on the internet. It's just so poignant. Yeah. It's great. It, it's so timely and, and nice to see in this day and age. And, and back to form for them. And they always used to be real good as far as like political satire Season goes. Season 19 was pretty damn good too. It was good. It was really good with fucking, uh, PC principles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's back in this. Yeah. And, and and this was really good, especially if you haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. The good shock value. So yeah, South Park, my uh, my animated series of the year. Jake, you are not going to Simpsons the fuck out of this one. So I'm dying to hear your best animated TV show. No, I'm not. I'm not. I also have a uh, worst animated show Ooh, of the year. Give me your worst. My worst animated show of the year is the Netflix original series Voltron. <laughs> 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 um, as previously. Stated on on podcast, I fucking hate lions. <laughs> and I mean, this show has five robotic lions, so it was total oh, garbage. Man. I could see Jake's face. He was stewing <laughs> when he had to listen to the Thundercats theme song. <laughs> and he was reminded that there, was, that there was a, there, a character called Lion-O. Yeah, I <laughs> pretend he's a cat. Yeah. 
It gets me. It gets me through. It gets the day. you yeah. by. Yeah. Right. Jake, what is your best? My best is the HBO original series Animals. I'm giving it my best animated series of the year. Good choice. Nice. Good yeah. pick. Um, love the real dry humor of this show. Yeah. It, it kind of took a little bit to get into, but once you kind of understand its formula, I I found it hysterically funny, even though it's not really like written that way. Like it just by episode like six and seven, I'm just yeah. cracking up at just how mundane everything is that these like different squirrels and cats are dealing with such Pigeons, human mice. mundane problems, yeah, yeah. acceptance, and just. Yeah. All different kinds of social issues dealt with by deadpan animals. Nice. And uh, amazing voice cast, just tons of different... Every episode has tons of different famous people in yeah. it. So lots of surprises show up throughout the way as far as voice talent. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Animals, I believe it's 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, I, it, I think it got greenlit for a season two. It got nice. initially signed for two seasons. Okay. So a second season is on the way. Yeah. It wasn't a critical darling. Most criti- no. critics did not care for this show. I watched the first two episodes of it. I dug it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. yeah it's well worth revisiting and going back and watching if you haven't seen it before. It's nice. cool. Nice. Uh, I have... Uh, well, hold on. Let me throw this out there. Since uh, this is open, this is open. Anybody could win this thing because there was no Rick and Morty oh, yeah. this year. No Rick and Morty this year. No Rick and Morty this year. It's coming out in 2017. Ah. So this is open. Anybody can win this thing from me. But if it's Rick and Morty, if Rick and Morty <laughs> comes out, Rick and Morty wins this summer. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't give a fuck if, like, episode one of season three comes out on the last day of 2016. Rick and Morty wins this fucking bitch. I'm going to take a guess as to what you got. Take a guess. BoJack Horseman. I can see the smile on your face. You know what? My honorable mention, South Park season 20. That's my honorable mention. South Park season 20. I loved it. I love member berries. I love the political aspect just like you. But yes, you are right. Bojack Horseman season (laughs) three wins, uh, animated television series of the year for me. This show was brilliant. Uh, the underwater episode alone wins it for me. (laughs) Uh, it was absolutely one of the best animated individual TV uh, animated TV shows uh, ever. The, just that episode, just the underwater episode, was just so brilliant. Uh, you know, you got fucking uh, Will Arnett starring as BoJack Hors- Horseman. It was so good. It was season three was just so fucking amazing. So good. Dark comedy. This Netflix is just. Give me, I can't wait for season four. Can't wait for fucking season four. BoJack Horseman. So, so, so good. If you don't like this, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> right, That's Frank? me. I'm holding my hand. Yeah, yeah. You're a fucking moron. I am. BoJack Horseman season three. Fucking, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's the best. There was no Rick and Morty. There was no season two of Efforts for, uh, F, uh what is it? Efforts for Family. Mm, the yeah. Bill, the Bill Burr yeah, animated yeah. series. So. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a lot out for me this year that I really connected with. And I, I don't watch Archer and, and all that other stuff. Son of Zorn was kind of crap. Son of Zorn, not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, BoJack Horseman Season 3. Watch it. It's so fucking good. Go back, watch Season 1, Season 2. Um, yeah. If if you like, if you want something more than dick and fart jokes, <laughs> you know, you know. 
You know, right? I'm Frank. with you. I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you there. I yeah. I had a hard time. I could not get into it. I've yeah. tried to watch it twice. Ah, oh, you're nuts. You're nuts, man. I might need to jump ahead of fucking season or something. But I just can't no. get into the first season no, at all. You can't do it. You can't do nope. it. You got to watch them all. All right, yeah, guys, we're gonna move on to the best animated movie ah. of the year. The best animated movie of the year. I'm excited to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> the animated movie. Of the year. Drink the drink. But I don't want the drink. <laughs> I don't. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. You don't. I do. I do. You don't. Listen, when I say I do, that means I do. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. We going in there? Yep. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Yep. We're gonna just swim straight. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Sorry. Just want to throw it out there that fucking uh, Finding Dory, number one movie of the summer, beat out Captain America: Civil War. All right. Yeah, Rogue One too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Let's see here. Best animated movie of the year. Frank, talk to me. All right. First, I got a worst. Animated movie of the year. Yes, me too. The biggest fucking letdown, The Killing Joke. Mm. I watched that movie. I read the comic first, and it was a hot pile of garbage. Even though, like, the, I'm not even talking about the shit as far as, like, the improv that wasn't in the actual comic. The first half hour of that film. But, like, all the stuff, even though it had a great voice cast. Kevin Conroy. Right. And Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, like even watching it on screen, just the timing or something didn't fucking hit for me. Yeah. It was awful. It was a train wreck. This was your Bojack Horseman. This, it's, yeah. It, it was terrible. Moron. No, this was, this sucked. No, I, everybody I talked to said that this is not good. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say, oh, the killing joke. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. No the, way. Animated version, amazing. Yeah. I've never heard Read it. the comic. Avoid the fucking video yeah. as much as you can. Which right. is shocking with the track record. I mean, they did year one in Dark Knight Returns yeah. so well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, DC animation is usually the fucking way to go. And this had a theatrical release, too. Yeah, yeah. and you would think, given everything, like, especially the fucking cast, you would have yeah. thought it would have fucking hit it out of the park. Yeah. But it's just nothing but a series of misses. It's wow. awful. It's yeah. terrible. I haven't watched it. I watched it one time and I will not revisit it. Yeah. It's awful. So right. yeah, that's my worst. Uh, runner up is Finding Dory. Uh, oh, I thought nice. that was really good. Uh, I thought it was really great to be able to revisit all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, Ed O'Neill as the fucking octopus. Yeah, yeah was Ed great. O'Neill was great. So good. So good. It was great. And then, like, the story was worth telling. Yeah. And, you know, it was a little bit of a tearjerker midway through. And then when she finds her parents, spoiler alert, whatever, it, it's it's a good time. It, it, yeah. It's a good show regardless of what age you are. Right. And then my animated movie of the year is Zootopia. And not only just because it's entirely entertaining from beginning to end, mm-hmm. but it also spreads an incredibly good message. Especially regarding like race relations. Zootopia was fantastic. It's great. It was a great movie. It was the best animated movie I watched this year. Nice. Not only was it engaging, funny, great story, uh, but also, I mean, it it helps to like spread the idea of like end the stigma. Right. Don't believe everything that you read. If Zootopia was awful, would you call it 
Pootopia? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm it wasn't. That. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was so great. It was Zootopia. It was great. And Shakira, who I couldn't have given a fuck about the last couple of years, she had that great number in her. It was yeah. really good to see. Very good. Yeah, Zootopia. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Jay, uh, Jake, talk to me. Yes, I also have a worst animated movie of the year. I uh, kind of have a feeling we have the same worst animated movie of the can year. Can we say it at the same time? <laughs> we can't say it at the same time. One, two, three. Sausage, Sausage party. party. <laughs> <laughs> what a pu- we, we could just talk about this for a second. Horrible. What a giant pile of fucking garbage. Uh, wow. Uh, if we didn't have this category... Yeah. It would be my worst movie of the year. Yeah. But I didn't want to have it in both. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. It gets its own special fucking shit category. Yeah. I, I mean, what else is there to say about it's horrible. Sausage Party? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Don't ever watch it. The orgasm scene at the end is the only thing really worth watching. I agree. Yeah, watch the last five minutes. Yes, yeah, I agree. You'll get everything you need out Skip of the Skip the rest. Right. Um, my runner-up is Zootopia. Love, love Zootopia. Yeah. Um, when we first reviewed it, I believe I gave it a high taste it. Yes. I've since watched it like three or four more times. It's on Netflix. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's definitely a Tupperware yes. for me. Yes. It, it's fucking fantastic. Yes. I, I was off my fucking rocker that episode. It was great. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, my number one animated movie of the year though is, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, great fucking choice. fantastic. I love the art of stop motion animation. And I mean, this is the best 90 minutes of stop motion animation ever fucking made. Yes. It, it is just fucking incredible. Uh, killer voice cast, fantastical story that Matthew was, McConaughey. Yeah. Holy fuck. He was so good. He, he was so good. Yeah. Uh, it's a story that doesn't play down to adults. It doesn't try to make itself easier for kids. It's a very dark, you know, mature story yes. for a kid's movie. And I really appreciate that. I respect nice. this choice so much, Jake. Yeah. Such a great choice. Um, I, I'm happy that I think this is probably the first year I've given the animated movie award to something that wasn't either a, a Disney movie or be a Pixar movie. Uh, nice. Like a studios needs this right now because yeah. like this movie did not make a lot in uh, the box office. Did it deserve more than it got? Absolutely, it did. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hope this, this does not sink like a studios because, you know, like Paranorman did better. I love Paranorman. Uh, was it Coraline? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This I movie mean, just didn't market itself to toy selling right. like a lot of these other movies did. Yeah. I think it suffered for that. Um, I will be very disappointed if the Oscars snubbed this movie for best animated feature mm-hmm. this yeah. year. Yeah. I just don't know what I'll think at that yeah. point. Yeah. So there you go. Great choices, Jake. Thank Great choices. You. Agree. I agree with you as the worst with Sausage Party. Hmm. Uh, my, run- I have two runners up. Um, and, uh, this recent, okay, I'll get into it. Uh, my runner up is, of course, uh, my, my second runner up is, uh, Zootopia. I, I love this movie. It's a, all these movies, this movie's a Tupperware. I mean, all, all, all of these movies that I'm going to mention are Tupperwares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zootopia is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I did not know who the villain was going into the film, and what a what a way to introduce the villain. I mean, yeah. what a way. I mean, it's so good, so good. I what love a twist. This. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan all the way. <laughs> uh, my runner up, this Jake, this this was my winner up until recently. Yeah. Uh, my runner-up is Kubo and the Two Strings. Okay, uh, nice. That's my first runner-up is Kubo and the Two Strings. I love this. I love Leica Studios. I love everything I've seen that they've ever done. 
Uh, I watched Paranorman in the theater. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Fan-fucking-tastic movie. Love this movie. The only movie that fucking unseated Kubo and the Two Strings is a movie that I watched last week. Uh, and my winner is uh, Moana. Wow. Nice. I, I saw I, – and I don't give a fuck what either of you two guys think about Moana. When I haven't got a chance it. to see it yet. I don't care if this gets the good dinosaur treatment where everybody thinks <laughs> it's garbage. And I liked it. I loved Moana. It I, looks great. I loved Moana. Number one, I'm going to tell you, I love The Rock. The Rock is great in this film. He is a great voice actor when it comes to animated movies. He can sing his fucking ass off. I'm going to thank Adam Cornett, one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. He raved about this on one of the uh, Leftover Army podcast episodes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know what? We're going to have the Tupperwares coming up. I want to make sure that I see Moana before the Tupperwares come up. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. want to know if this is the best. Because right now, Kubo and the Two Strings is number one. Right, yeah. So I went and saw Moana. I'm telling you, like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm liking the animation. Animation looks really good. And this is not Pixar. This is just right, Disney, yeah. Disney Animation Studios. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, animation's pretty good. Animation's on point. I like it. Singing, I'm not digging it so far. You know what? She's singing this little fucking Moana song, and I'm not digging it. And then all of a sudden, she goes out on her journey. And she sings that same fucking song that she's already sang, and it hits me. I love this. Cool. I love this soundtrack. I love. I love it. I. I, I'm starting to get emotional in the fucking theater. I love this character. I love the Rock as Maui. I love Moana. the The animation is amazing. Um, The music is amazing. There's a very uh, Caribbean kind of music style like a jamaican kind of you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah beat to it and i always kind of like i love reggae music anytime i listen to reggae i feel like i'm on fucking vacation the songs were all written by lin-manuel right yeah yeah i was yeah. gonna say yeah. that yeah it's he's Mo- a fucking treasure moana is 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 absolutely phenomenal it is fantastic uh disney animation studios uh, what they've done here. I, I put this above Wreck-It Ralph. I, I loved yeah. Moana. Disney I, Animation I Studios has been just fucking on fire for the last five years. Yeah. I mean, basically Wreck-It Ralph, fucking Frozen, Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just fucking on fire. Um, I'm excited to see this. I was actually talking about seeing it tomorrow. You gotta see this. Nice. I, I'm so. hoping you enjoy it. Uh, if you don't, it won't take away from my enjoyment. I, oh, yeah, whatever. I, I got to watch I lo- it with kids, so I'm sure. I loved this character. And uh, in the theater, I was just – I was – I'm seriously sitting in the theater thinking like, dude, dude, are you really going to give this your number one animated movie of the year after you watched Kubo and the Two Strings? And I'm just like – what movie did you connect with more emotionally? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I got – as much as I loved uh, the – what they did with uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, I connected with this more – a little bit more emotionally than I did with Kubo. I can see that. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I yeah. loved it. I love it. And Jake, you know, Kubo and the Two Strings is it's it's a great movie. Like this, yeah. I'm, I'm basically splitting hairs here. Yeah, these are both great movies, and uh, I did not expect 
to be giving this to Moana. I really did. I, I thought I was going to come in here and give it to fucking Kubo. Yeah. Kubo was great. Yeah. Kubo is great. I saw the uh, just last week. I watched the uh, clip of the uh, rocks Maui song yeah, yeah. on YouTube, and yeah. I was really impressed with really it. Really good. I got really me excited. Good. The thank you song, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, there's like a kind of like a volcano demon that she goes up against in this film, yeah. and the animation on that thing is amazing. Uh, there's this huge like crab creature that they fight. Uh, that, uh, amongst all this treasure and it, it just looks beautiful. They do some really amazing things with some of the animation in this one and the soundtrack. You know, guys, I'm not a big, huge, like musical guy. Like I don't like it when, uh, I'm watching something and it turns into a musical. Yeah, no, I'm, that's what makes surprises me with this choice. The music adds to the experience nice. here. Yeah. Uh, it really like when she starts singing and she goes out on her fucking journey. I love it. I I love the fact that this girl is like trying to learn how to sail, and mm-hmm. um, you know she's doing all these things and she's trying to be the hero and and uh, I love the relationship that she has with her family, um, with her grandmother. Her grandmother mm-hmm. is just amazing. It, it's an amazing story between the relationship between her and her grandmother and her defying her father, but still like. I don't know. It's it's just a fantastic fucking story. It's something that I haven't seen from Disney, and they're bringing in a different culture with yeah. uh, with with this a kind Polynesian. of exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's, it's so good. It's so good. I'm so glad that she's part of the Disney princess family. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm still sorry. Uh, yeah. Here I am, a grown man talking about Disney princess. No, it's Disney great. It really are is. Fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. especially <laughs> how how they delve into the culture and, and such. I mean, there's so many Polynesian islands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is the best animated movie I I saw all year. Um, it it is it is fucking glorious. Nice. I I I will own this on Blu-ray and I will watch this repeatedly. It cool. made it made me feel good in the theater, and I loved it. When I walked out, I was just like, you know what? I I, I feel I felt bad almost for not giving it to Kubo. Yeah, because I loved it. Kubo. Got a tuppy. It, it'll be okay. But yeah. I, I I felt bad because it's like Leica needs this. Leica needs this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Kubo and the Two Strings because I love that movie, Jake. Yeah. I yeah. fucking love it. I think it, I think it's fucking brilliant. Um. But I had I have to give it to I have to give it to Disney. Who doesn't need any more love? Disney's yeah. got all the love in the world. No oh, shit. that's fine. But I mean, if it's yeah, it I'm super I'm super thing. pumped. It, it, it was just a tough December for me to cram in more than like fucking Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah, I have to I'm, see I'm this. With you there. Please, please see it before it leaves theaters. Yeah. Adam, Cor- I want to thank Adam Cornett. I already, I actually already thanked him over Twitter. Nice. He's one of our listeners. I thanked him over Twitter. Long said, time, dude. Yeah, exactly. I said I said thank you. For you know, like praising this movie because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone to the theater and saw this. Good, and That's uh, awesome. when, when I left the theater, I was just like, oh my god, Disney Animation Studios, they're doing some good fucking shit. Over yeah, they there. are. They're yeah, really honestly, nice. I think I mean this is a year that I think Disney Animation Studios, um, even without seeing Moana, out, outdid Pixar. Yeah. I mean, because Disney yeah. Animation Studios did Zootopia too, yes, right, yes. which I found. Incredibly better than so Finding good. Dory. So good. Agreed. So I, I think Disney Animation Studios really stepped up their game. No. And with Pixar's big release next year being Cars 3, I think they have a shot to do it again in 2017. Yeah, I absolutely too. agree. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the uh, best TV show. Oh. 
of uh, 2016. So, best TV show. Where's the bumper? Here we go. Best TV show. Best television show of the year. Frank, I'm going to start with you, man. What did you think was the best TV show of the year? Do you have any runners-up? I do. Uh, my runner-up, and going into this, i got to say it was really close. Yeah. And both of these things, it's kind of funny, are both off of, like, premium services, I guess you'd say. Um, my runner-up <laughs> is Westworld. Channel. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, my runner-up is Westworld. The world that they've created and also the actions, especially of the hosts, mm-hmm. when they're kind of glitching out and shit, that world is incredibly immersive. Yeah. And it really sucks you into it. And the whole series itself, like as a chunk, asks so many questions. It really draws you in to the world itself to try to figure out what's going on, who's in charge and who's pulling the strings. But – uh, my, my TV series of the year is actually Stranger Things. Oh, I never wow. felt so much like I was back at home as watching that, that, that whole series back in the eighties with like fucking corded phones. And we really haven't had a story in a long time where you got a bunch of kids fucking facing something insurmountable. Yeah. I thought that whole series was great and it was really close, but I got to go with Stranger Things for this. Just, if not just for choice. the nostalgic value, but also how immersive it was into that '80s mindset. That's great. I mean, that, I, I think it's amazing that uh, television show of the year is a Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. I wow. Agree. I, awesome. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't That's pull awesome. anything from network television at all. That's no awesome. Walking Dead. No, not no. This was better. The, the, there's a lot of stuff that was better than The Walking Dead, and you won't hear me often say that. But I mean, yeah, this this is the cream of the crop. Stranger Things was absolutely great yeah. from beginning to end. And the idea that we're going to get more of this is just wonderful. Uh, Frank, uh, great choices. Great yeah. Choices. Really good choices. Jake. Yes. Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Not animated. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it You actually stole my joke, though. <laughs> I was going to say that anyway. <laughs> I've got a worst worst TV show of the year. What you got? <clears throat> Anyone got a guess? Worst TV show of the year. Yeah, I, I, Shield? I won't eat up too much time on it'll, this. It'll be oh. obvious as soon as he oh, says no, it. Right. No, it's not The Walking Dead. I figured that oh, would be your guess. It's going to be Westworld. No, it's not Westworld. No. I high-tasted Westworld. It's hardly right. the worst show of the year. Sure. Worst show of the year is uh, 11-22-63 on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. He hated this one. Oh, fucking. Yeah, Giant Toss It for me. Um, it tarnished the book. I hated it so fucking you much. You did read the books first, right? I did okay. read the book first. All right. Don't do that. Book snob. Don't do that. <laughs> it, it'll fuck you up. Um, I've got a runner-up and a winner for best book show. Snob uh, totally, book snob it happens, rating. man. The book totally. fucking book yeah. snob shit. That's true. Yeah, when they dumb the shit down that much, it's hard not to be a book I'm snob. With you. Yeah. Um, my runner-up for best show of the year is uh, Game of Thrones. Nice. Um, really loved Game of Thrones this year. This is the season of Game of Thrones I've been waiting for since I fell in love with Game of Thrones. It's the season where some asshole on the internet can't tell me what's going to happen the following week. Uh, we're past the books. 
anything can fucking happen. The sky's the limit. And I thought we saw some incredible stuff this season. Really loved it. Uh, Return to form for Arya, who was one of my favorite characters up until she was a total dud the previous season. So nice to see her character back in full-fledged form. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones is my runner-up. And yeah. uh, my winner is is actually an echo of Frank. My, my winner is Stranger Things. All right. Nice! Uh, Stranger Things knocked it out of the park for me. Um, it was just that perfect bit of fucking 80s nostalgia. But it's not just nostalgia. It's just solid fucking writing, solid fucking acting. Um, I... I didn't give any of these people on this show any of the acting or actress nods, but I can't lie. I thought about it. I mean, there, there's some great stuff going on in this show. Um, perfectly told story um, in this format. You know, just really nailed that eight episode, just fucking storytelling. And season two of Stranger Things might be one of my three most anticipated things of 2017. Nice. Nice. Very, very, nice. very good. All right. Great. No, great choice. Yeah. Great choices. Game of Thrones, Stranger Things. You can't get wrong with that. Um, I have uh, two runners-up. Okay. And then I have uh, best. And then I'm going to go over some honorable mentions. Cool. That, that I don't think I want to overlook cool, this cool, year. Cool. Uh, my uh, first runner-up is Black Mirror Season 3. Mm, nice. Black Mirror Season 3. I recently just started watching Black Mirror. I watched the first season, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, you know what? This is so fucking good. I'm going to watch Season 3. Because I at least want this to be in contention for the Tupperware's awards show. Mm. And so I watched season three, and I fucking love Black Mirror. Nice. Uh, there's something about, like, uh, you know, anthology series. We've seen them. We've yeah. seen them. We've seen them with American, uh, American Horror Story, you know, and we've also seen it, uh, we've also seen, We've also seen it with like American Crime Story with the uh, People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah. yeah, those are like season long right. anthologies, though. This is more of a Tales from the Crypt mold. I was going to say Tales from the Crypt. I was also going to say Amazing Stories. Yeah, Twilight Zone. Yeah, all those. Twilight Zone. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, this is what Black Mirror is. But Black Mirror does this so well. Oh. What, what's really cool about Black Mirror is like I've seen that most of the episodes take place in a future. Uh, in the future of what could be like an alternate future. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Black Mirror Season 3, I loved it. I, oh my God. No, I, no spoilers. It's the only season I haven't seen. Oh my God. It's so, <laughs> Jake, it's so good. Yeah, like, I'm sure. Some of them are very predictable. Like I can see where they're going. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. I still mm-hmm. enjoyed Black Mirror season three. It's so on the pulse of like modern culture, mm-hmm. like just like its views on technology yes. and the media yes. and, and just like it really nails it. Uh, the first episode it season three had me hooked, uh, stars Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, nice. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a society where here we are, we're, we're doing a podcast and what do we strive for when it comes to iTunes reviews? We strive for what's Five five stars. Oh, sure. I go for the ones. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say mediocrity, but but that's the thing. Like 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 with like with podcasts, we strive for a five star rating. Yeah, it, we start we strive for a five star rating. Just agree with me. Just, I, yeah, I'm right, with yeah. you. So I'm I can make you, a yeah. goddamn point. Yeah. Um. So people in this first episode, your whole life is rated on a five star rating. Shit. Like. People have these eye implants, and if I look at you, Frank, 
your rating will pop up right next to your face. Oh, that's kind of bullshit. So you can be like a 3.7. Fuck. And so if I have an interaction with you, yeah. if I have an interaction with you and you're an asshole, I can give you a 1. And then all of a sudden, your 3.7 drops down to a 3.6. Fuck. Okay? So, hold on. Now, this now this also affects the rest of your life. Right. Let's say you want to get a fucking, you want to refinance on your house. Well, you know what? What happens when you go to refinance is they tell you that uh, you can't get the rate that you want to. You're at a uh, 7% on your fucking uh, loan, and you want to drop down to a 4.5. Well, you can't do that unless you're at a fucking, like... Uh, yeah, you can't do that unless oh, you're at fuck. you're at a three point eight. So I gotta suck everybody's dick that comes along. Boom! Exactly. God damn it! <laughs> and this and that first episode had me sucked in. Yeah, it, it, that first episode had me sucked in because like all of a sudden it, you're introduced to this character, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's your main fucking protagonist in this episode. Yeah, and it's about her story and about how she's wanting to raise herself as far up to a five. Right. She can get. Mm-hmm. But if you've watched Black Mirror, yeah. you kind of you kind of know where the story's going to go. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Black Mirror, watch season one. It's phenomenal. I haven't seen season two. I wanted to jump to season three because I wanted it to at least be in contention for the Tupperwares. Season two is really good. And it, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it now, man. It's <laughs> retroactive. Fucking, I... I, I, I Frank, I'm telling you, it's just great story. I keep hearing a lot of good things yeah, about Frank, this. Frank, you Frank, would really hey, like it. N- season number one, three episodes. Yeah. That's it? Three episodes. Holy for shit. Season one. Yeah. Okay. I think it's only like five for season two. Five for season wow. two. How many episodes on season three? Six. Yeah. Damn, I can definitely get into this. No, seriously. You can, you can fucking crank this out faster than, In a week. than masturbating. You, seriously, it's. Crank can, this out faster than a kid, but sure. There you go. So uh that's that's my first runner up. My second runner up mind blowing. My second runner up is Stranger Things. Nice. You guys have said all there is to say about Stranger Things. I loved it. I thought it was great. The Duffer brothers did a great job. Yeah. Uh I think this uh Winona Ryder, people should be talking about her more. She was fantastic. Yeah, she was good. She was one of the ones that I thought of when I was thinking of actresses. She was great. She was really good in this series. I love Stranger Things. I love the kids in this series. That's it. That's what everybody's talking about is the kids. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, I loved it too. Stranger Things is great. It's very nostalgic. It brought back the 80s. It made me talk. It made me think about the Goonies again. Mm-hmm. It made yeah. me think about all those great 80s movies. E.T. Explorers. It, yes. It captured all those wonderful things in this series. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. It, it captured everything that nothing else has been able to capture. And it did such a great job. Of course, my winner is going to be Westworld. I, I loved Westworld. I think I loved Westworld because of the discussion. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. discussion. Um, these are two very different series, like yeah. my number one and number two. Uh, Stranger Things, you could watch it. You could binge watch it. And I, I, I think that's the way Stranger Things could have been. Uh, should have been, excuse me. I don't feel like Stranger Things should have been like, oh, I wait a week. To see what happens to these characters, right? I love Stranger Things because I could binge it and watch the next episode. Yeah, on the yeah, flip- it felt like an eight-hour movie. Yes, yeah. On the flip side, though, I feel like Westworld was one of those things that should be watched from week to week. Yeah, it does. It deserved the discussion. I have totally changed the way I feel about certain TV shows. 
I feel like certain TV shows, like we've gotten this argument before. I feel like there is room for both. I feel like, I, agree. I feel like there are certain shows that you should be able to watch like Stranger Things where you're able to watch it from one episode to the next immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I should not be able to have that conversation with you, Frank, about Stranger Things. Like, what's going to happen? Oh, did Barb live? Is right. Barb still alive? Right. Yeah. No. That, that's like a whole season worth of fucking discussion. I think I should know immediately that Barb's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Barb's dead. See shit crawling Barb out lives. of her fucking face. <laughs> but on the flip side, what worked for me so much about Westworld was the fun, was yeah. the discussion. The questions. The questions. So I have a full seven days to sit around and think about who is the man in black? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are Dr. Ford's intentions? You get that social experience with it. Is, you know, are these characters, are these robots aware of what's going on? Right. And I feel like that's what made it so much fun for me watching Westworld was the interim, uh, the yeah. discussions and, uh, and I, and the questions that that show brought about and seeing some of the fucking realizations in the show like even midway through like okay who's a fucking host and who's not yeah right right yeah i get it man i mean it's why lost is my favorite show it's why x files is one of my favorite shows i mean you just can't beat that like you're pounding your fucking head but there's value there's also value in the netflix series yeah yeah there's also value in the we're gonna dump all fucking eight ten episodes eight to ten episodes at one time yeah. Like, I love the fact that when I watch a Daredevil series, that they don't have to leave me on a cliffhanger. They can just end the episode any way they fucking want to. Yeah. Right. Knowing that I can watch the next episode immediately. I have immediate access to the next episode. They don't have to leave me with a cliffhanger. Right. And the next episode that I watch, I don't have to watch fucking 30 seconds of fucking in the previous episode of right. Daredevil, you don't I have to you. remind me what happened because I just fucking watched it. They do They're, leave you with a lot of cliffhangers, though. They don't have to, though. No, they don't have they to. They don't fucking have to right. in a Netflix series. But they do. They don't have to, though. And, and and what's a cliffhanger to some may not be a cliffhanger to others. And it's not like stuff like you need to talk about it with people. I mean, like right. it's a hango, it's right. a cliffhanger that is like simple to understand. Exactly. What's that giant pit they're standing in front of? Yeah, for a but week. you're gonna find you're, you're gonna find out ten seconds later. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's one episode. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to wait a fucking week to find out. There's the narrative not- from Westworld didn't fucking like officially pay off until that last episode yeah. where they told you everything that you needed to know and were wondering about that right. whole first season. Yeah, Westworld is, is a totally different experience yeah. where you're watching 10 episodes in a row for the right. first time. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there are a lot of fucking shows that do not lend themselves well to like binging and I, I'll, I'll just throw this out there like The Flash. Yeah. I got through the second season. I have not started the third yet, but that does not lend itself very well to binging. No, it doesn't. Only because like when you watch it like two and three episodes at a time, like how many times do you got to take a break and watch somebody have anxiety over their relationships <laughs> or fucking make the same exact mistakes every time? Yeah. Week to week, it's a little different because yeah. you kind of wonder and you get those little bits chunk at a time. But like sometimes like that binge is worth it. Sometimes it's not. So I, certain shows do show themselves. I'm just saying that 2000, uh, 2016 opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can have. Agreed. You can have shows that give you the water cooler talk mm-hmm. from week to week. Yeah. But you can also enjoy 
you know, the shows that just dump it all out, all at once. Right. So that's why I, I feel like 2016 kind of opened my eyes. Like, like I, I love having everything dumped all at once. Yeah. And that's why Stranger Things was there. But on the flip side, I now appreciate waiting week to week. Yay. I agree West, with that. Westworld gave that to me. Yeah. Okay. Westworld gave that to me, and I appreciate that now. Westworld actually opened my eyes to some of the bullshit that The Walking Dead does. Yeah. Like, honestly, I used to watch, like, The Talking Dead and shit yeah. with Chris Hardwick. I didn't at all this yeah. year because there's not that much to talk about. Right. I mean, there's some stuff, whatever, whatever. But, like, Westworld, because the shit, the themes are so deep. Yes. It opened my eyes to better storytelling to where, like, it showed The Walking Dead for what it is mm-hmm. and not worthy of, like, water cooler of water cooler talk, like, week to week. I'm like, Westworld you, is where it's at as I'm far telling as that goes. You, I, I think – I'll be honest with you. Game of Thrones, it's going to go away in a couple seasons, guys. It is. I think we're in good hands with the Westworld. I think so. Yeah. It, it seems like great storytelling and everything is so immersive I with think that we're series. in great hands with Westworld and I'm also excited that J.J. Uh, Abrams – it's going to be doing a new series with HBO. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's called Glare. Yeah, that's exciting. That's Another exciting. collaboration with J.J. Abrams, and it's about the first colonization to a uh, – it's about the first colonization to another planet. Fucking dude shits yeah. gold nuggets. So I cannot wait for Glare. Yeah, and I think it's funny that it rhymes with flair, which he's <laughs> oh, not hilarious. Lens flare. Lens flare. Yeah, yeah it's HBO. Glare. It's going to be exciting next year. Cannot wait. Um, I do have some honorable mentions for best TV shows that I cool. wanted to bring up. I feel like these are worthy shows. Uh, the first one I wanted to bring up is, uh, Goliath from Amazon Prime. Hmm. Cool. Uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, this is a, fa- and William Hurt. Uh, this show, <laughs> the show is absolutely fantastic. If you have Amazon Prime, please check it out. Goliath, Billy Bob Thornton is so fucking good. The other show I wanted to bring up is a show that we reviewed last week. I reviewed it with Dan West and Ashley. It's called The OA. It's on Netflix. Um, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. That's what I've heard. Yes. You're either going to like the ending or you're not going to like the ending. Uh, I have a theory, a new theory about the ending that I did not bring up on the episode. I think the very last scene, uh-uh. people, people, hold on, I'm not going to spoil Mind anything. Mind-blowing shit Hold here. on. I'm not going to spoil anything. If you hear what I'm going to say, it's not going to spoil anything. Um I think the very last scene that you see in episode one is also the very last scene that you're going to see in episode two. All right. Yeah. I haven't watched it, it means, so I don't know. I know. I know. It means nothing to you guys. But I think like – I think the very last scene you see in episode one is going to be – it's a theory of mine. It's going to be the very last scene that you see in episode two and season two, if they do come out with it, is going to fill in all of the gaps – of that scene. We're going to see what happens. If that makes any sense. It does. People who've watched it. I'm sure <laughs> People that watched it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, another honorable mention that I have is, of course, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. They did do awesome this year. Um, I, I thought the season started off kind of weak, but I think it ended really, really, really good. It had some severely strong episodes, especially the one with the battle where Jon Snow's facing down a whole group of people charging yeah. at him. Yeah. That's that was good. like that's fucking good. Return of the King level shit really in good. a TV show. Very good. It was very good. Uh, my other honorable mention is, and this is a must watch. The People versus O.J. Simpson on FX. I have heard about that. I've heard about that. 
this not only was this show amazing, but Sarah Paulson, her performance as Marsha Clark was one of the best performances I've seen all year. Nice. Made her and, such a sympathetic character. Well, it changed the way that people view Marsha Clark. Oh, yeah. That's how powerful this series was. In the 90s, when people saw Marsha Clark... is a giant idiot. Right, yeah. And the tabloids, the way they portrayed her. Yeah. Marsha Clark, for the last 20-some years, has been viewed as, like, this evil fucking, you know, hard-nosed bitch. Yeah. And this series... Has to- just this fucking TV show alone mm-hmm. has changed the way that people view Marsha Clark. Oh, yeah. That is powerful. And uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson, I've got to give it some credit. This this is definitely an honorable mention. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch the entire series all the way through. It's fantastic. It fills in a lot of the gaps, and it, it, it it's so fucking well acted. Is this the it's same really thing good. I'm thinking of that where they're saying it's like seven or eight hours long? It's like one. No, episode? you're thinking of O.J. Simpson Made in America. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Which okay. is the ESPN. No, this was the that is the documentary that yeah. ESPN did, right? And that's like seven and a half hours, right? Okay, and that also is really fucking good. Okay, okay. I haven't watched that. I've been thinking about trying to. But this into is the it. FX series. Cuba okay. Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding OJ. Jr. Right. John Travolta, Shapiro, David Schwimmer as Card- uh, the Kardashian Shit. dude. I did not hear about this at all throughout the year. That's and, crazy. Uh, I know. Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. This was a fantastic, fantastic series. Uh, it's part of the American Crime Story which they're going to come out with another second season. I, huh? I, I can't remember what they're doing in season two. I don't two, think they've yet announced it. But it is happening. It is happening. So they're going to have another crime story based cool. probably on true events. But, right. yeah, uh, this first season was absolutely amazing. And uh, People versus O.J. Simpson, it's uh, it's great. It's definitely an honorable mention. Like, it's hard for me to not – like, any of these – These are it's like splitting hair with all of oh, these. Oh, I'm hearing you. Yeah. I, like I love the OA, yeah. and like I, I can tell you one thing: if Jake watches the OA, he's gonna hate the ending. He's gonna <laughs> hate it. I, I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. That was fantastic, Frank. If you watched it, you'd hate it. You'd hate the ending. You we'll have the to ending. watch it now. Is it open ended? Because I don't hate open ended things. There's one of these. It, it's about the ending. It's like it's not. It's not Snickers satisfying for people oh. because right. it. it, it, it it leaves it open to where, like, you're like, okay, let me just tell you, like, when you watch the OA, when you get down, when you get to the very end of the OA, the the big question that people are asking is, did this happen? Did this happen? Okay. Did this whole story happen the way that we saw it? Or did the things that happened to the character, is it all a construct of her mind? Yeah. And that's the big question that the OA makes you think. And and for me, I like the fact that I don't know if it happened. Yeah. I mean, I right. don't guarantee that I'll hate it because believe me, I'm the biggest lost finale apologist out okay. there. Okay. And it doesn't get more open than that. Okay. I see. I, <laughs> I like I like hearing that. I, it would just I would be interested to hear what you thought about it. Because it was a, like when we did our OA episode, yeah. it was a very mixed bag. Sure. It was a mixed bag. Like I gave it a Tupperware for the season. Right. Dan West gave it a high taste it and Ashley gave it a taste it. It was a mixed bag. Mm. And I felt like it was, I felt like 
the ending of that series, the way that it ended on the first season, mm-hmm. it was not satisfying for my other co-hosts. Mm. For, sure. me on, for me, on the flip side, it was like they gave me enough to want to know more. If we get a season two, like, don't give me any more. Don't give me. I don't want to know anymore. Okay. If you if you're gonna if if you're if you've got plans for season two and season three and you don't want to give it away now, don't, don't. If there never is another episode, then then does that alter your rating? No, no. I cannot. Like I said on the episode, I said I'm gonna rate it on what they gave me. I cannot preemptively give you another rating mm-hmm. based on what they may or may not get greenlit for. Right. Okay. I just got to give you a rating on what I saw: the acting, the writing, the cinematography, the way everything was presented. The if they don't get a season two, it can't affect my rating. Like if I want to dig, if I want to dig farther. Later on, they're going to have a fucking interview with uh, Britt Marling and uh, Zal Batmanglish. They're going to talk to them, and they're going to say, hey, what did you have planned for season two if you ever got a season two? Right. And, I, and I can find out the ending. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're spill the beans. Yeah. Somebody's going to ask them one of these days. You can't tell me that at a fucking convention, they're not going to sit down with Britt Marling and Zal Batmanglish and not ask them, hey, if you got a fucking season two of the, of, of the OA, what would you have done? You can't tell me they're not going to give it away. Right. They're going to let you know what they would have fucking done with that fucking series. There's been enough buzz about that series, yes. so you really have to think that they're going to end up with a season two. Well, some of the uh, one thing that I want to throw out there real quick is that they have already talked about. They had an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and they said that they, yes, they have enough. They for two and three, two to three years, they have they have they have uh, conceived this story. They have. An ending to this story. Okay. Mm. They just gotta get approved by Netflix to give us more of this story. They have, they know where this story's gonna go. Well, they just need the downloads. But, uh, exactly. They need the numbers. So, uh, you know, Netflix, uh, you know, it took about, you know, a, a month and a half to two months before we find out we're gonna get a sequel to, uh, season two for Stranger Things. Uh, right. Yeah. Sa- yeah. Stranger Things. As yeah. popular as that was. So, yeah, exactly. So we'll have to wait. To see what happens with the OA, but uh, I think it's I think it's a fantastic series. I loved it. Jason's I, Jason Isaacs was great. Uh, Emery Cohen was great. I loved him in Brooklyn. Love seeing more of him here. Um, I'm Martin, down to check it out. Definitely, please check it out. And I don't think you're actually going to really get into the series and kind of understand where they're going with it until you get to about episode three. Give it till episode three. Um, I think the first episode I wasn't hooked. But it had enough to where I was just like, okay, I watched episode two. All right. Then when I got to episode three, I was just like, holy shit. What I thought I was watching has totally changed. This is nuts. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. I got to keep watching. I binge watched this thing. I binge watched it in two days. I ki- shit. Killed it in, in two days. Killed it. I love it. The OA. Got to watch it. You got to, ah, god damn it. Watch this <laughs> fucking thing. Please, do yourself a favor. Watch. Let's take a break. We'll be right back, you stupid fucking assholes. <laughs> right. Hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what? You know what I want to do? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I? Where do I put all this money? 
I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you can get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. All right, guys. Hey, we are back. Yes. Hello. All right, guys. It is time for the announcement of 2016. The announcement of the year. Frank, what's your uh, announcement? <laughs> All right, like my runner-up is the fact that they finally officially admitted that Brie Larson is going to be our Captain Marvel. Yeah, we have had so many fucking conflicting reports as far as like people saying that oh Ronda Rousey should be that she's garbage. She can't even fucking compete in her own sport, let alone act her way out of a wet paper bag. Wow. And I, I would not have wanted to see her as that as that character but brie larson is a complete solid choice i'm very happy to hear oh, that yeah, somebody who's a good actress she's only uh fucking uh you know an oscar winner from right 2015 like they gave they gave the role to somebody who has the chops to pull it off right and i'm very happy and proud about that the, the fact that we have a strong woman who can represent that fucking role um and like I guess for this year, it didn't seem like we had so many announcements like yeah. we've had in the past. Sure. But I guess I took it like as far as like what trailers or whatever announcements, like what visual representation really blew me away this year. Crow reboot. No. <laughs> Honest to <laughs> God. I, it, I never saw that trailer. <laughs> I didn't see that either. No, I was just fucking with oh, you. You got to be excited. Honest to God, uh, <laughs> if any <laughs> announcement as far as like a visual presentation went – the actual trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 
was it for me to see that the fun's still there with a new soundtrack, music people haven't heard before, along with a baby Groot that even in a couple seconds of screen time is immediately captivating and lovable. Yeah. I thought that was great. That That's going to be my announcement of the year. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it's not unexpected, but the shit that we've seen already, I fucking love it. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy 2 announcement of the year. All Bring right. it on. Jake. Nice. I've got um a worst announcement, too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Pop culture leftovers is coming back. <laughs> That's an honorable mention. We hate. <laughs> what do we hate? I've got two worst announcements. I got a runner up and a winner for worst announcement. All right, I'm ready. All right, my runner up is that Zack Snyder is still going to make Justice League. Oh fuck. Yeah, I was hoping after the uh, critical, you know, the way we thought about Batman versus Superman that yeah. uh, maybe we'd have a shift there. Yeah. And a new creative direction for no! League. But no new creative direction. Yeah, shit. Transformers fans have been dying for a new direction since no Michael Bay signed it's on. No shit. second one. Jesus Christ. Very good point. Very good point. And my winner for worst announcement of 2016 is James Cameron announcing that Avatar will be getting four sequels. Oh, fuck. Oh, gosh. Even one sequel is enough to pain me, but... Yeah. It's like diarrhea in More visual Avatar form. sequels. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, my runner-up for best announcement is also the uh, Brie Larson casting as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, Frank said it all. I'm super excited. Um, if I remember correctly, I thought you were a defender of Ronda Rousey played Captain Marvel back when that was first. I think if anything, when it was, people first started talking about it, I think I might have been like a little bit on like the half and half. But I remember getting explicitly mad at you when you were supporting that on one episode. It's entirely possible that I might have been so fucking wrapped up in that shit, but no, she is an awful actress. Like even her fighting record besides like the shit that she was already in, like she, it's bad. I honestly think, like, you know, like these UFC fights. Yeah. You know, we recently saw her. She got beat again. Yes. 48 seconds. Yeah. They need to hire Chris Tucker to show up and just say, you got knocked the, the fuck, fuck out. out. Yes. <laughs> have you yes. seen the, uh, I love the meme where it shows the ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi. They have Ronda Rousey standing there with him. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of that shit. <laughs> some awesome. the, the, those memes are endless. There's yeah. some good Good ones. Um, All right. What's your announcement of the year? My winner for announcement of the year is... Super Mario Run 2. (laughs) No, 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 no. It is the announcement of the voice cast for the upcoming DuckTales reboot is my winner for the announcement for 2016. That's cool. It's it's been announced that David Tennant will be Scrooge McDuck. Hell yes. He'll get to use his native Scottish language. Yes. I didn't hear that. Yeah, man. Okay. We've got uh, Danny Pudi from Community as Huey, Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec, as Dewey and Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live as Louie. Yeah, they're making a big push for having each of those guys having their own personality and voices. Uh, right? Yeah, because that's never happened before. It, it hasn't. hasn't. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying that sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, in the original, it was it was one woman doing the voice for all right, three. Right. Um, it was really hard to fucking tell any of them apart other than the shirt color. Yeah, and I, I don't think I could still do that. Um, no. Also, Beck Bennett is going to be Launchpad McQuack. That's which cool. Which I think is brilliant casting. He, he plays that doofus that thinks he knows everything really well on SNL and I think yeah. that'll translate great to this character. It's awesome. I'm I'm just super excited by this announcement because it makes me feel like this DuckTales reboot is more than just 
let's make money on the DuckTales nostalgia. I feel like they wouldn't have gone and hired a cast like this if they weren't really, you know. I'm with that, especially with the tenant casting. Like, he wouldn't lend his voice to something that's complete and utter bullshit. I I am really excited about this because I'm a big fan of fucking DuckTales from way back. And I love the fact that they're bringing it back. Yes. I hope it's something that we can enjoy and not just for kids. Yeah, sure. I can't wait to see the first like trailer for this or snippet or whatever. But yeah, that's I mean for me that's the announcement of the year for me. I'm a huge DuckTales fan and seeing this cast really got me pumped. That's cool. I, I had a hard time with this one cuz like I don't know, 2015 was a lot easier for me. There's oh, a yeah. lot of announcements. Uh 2016, the, my favorite announcement is that we're going to get uh second season of Westworld. That was it for me. There you go. That, nice. That's it. I I don't know. I wasn't excited about ducks, um, so I I don't know. There really wasn't a lot in this year as far as really like announcements go. Yeah, I like the Brie Larson. No, I'm excited about Ducktales now. I didn't know yeah. any. But I I didn't know any of this. Oh, fuck yeah. There's a man. great video you could see that has the new cast singing the Ducktales theme yeah, song. Yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't like yeah. I have no, like like this is all news to me. Like I got like, you guys admit, are like, like you guys are like the pulse. You guys are on the pulse of Ducktail news. I gotta admit, the only reason why I know about this is because Tenet's fucking evolved. Like, yeah. I fucking love him. Yeah, you guys are like all up in that, uh, <laughs> at Ducktail's bullshit. All up in that goose. He could duck tongue yeah. my balls all, all day long. So yeah, Westworld season two got announced. I'm happy. I get to come back and do another season of Sweetwater Saloon. <laughs> With Ashley. Woohoo! Check it out. Yeah, you, you kind of, uh, you, you actually, uh, did a little Ducktail's woo. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's trying to steal my uh, Westworld Thunder. Sorry, man. Bringing it back to DuckTales. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, what do we got? What do we got next? What the fuck? Director. Director? <laughs> Thanks, showrunner. <Yeah. laughs> fuck. I'm just going down the list as I had pre-prepared for me. Thank you, showrunner Frank. Guys, it is time now for 2016's Director of the Year. The best director of the year. So when I'm on stage, I want quiet on the set. NWA take two. All right, Frank, who's your director of the year? You got runner-ups? What the fuck? I only got one. Uh, it's the Duffer Brothers for Stranger Things. They did such a great job of immersing us back into that 1980s feel, including everything as far as, like, fucking on-the-wall fucking phones and shit. Uh, and, and the feel of the whole movie, as far as like feeling like we don't have one. They made person. you sentimental about fucking phones. Well, yeah, amongst other things, corded phones. That's your reason. And we got a whole fucking ensemble cast, fucking caring about one fucking mission. We got three main characters there. Yeah. Plus eleven. I can't argue. Going along with that, I mean, those are all things the writer did. The level of detail, as far as (laughs) (laughs) let's not pick nits. Let's not pick nits. Like the fucking level of detail, uh, immersion quality, fucking directing, fucking big names. It, it was great. It, it brought me right back to my childhood. I thought yeah. it was great. The Duffer Brothers, especially having, like, being really rookie directors. Like, we hadn't heard of them called the Duffer Brothers or anything sure. until this. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really great. I, it really brought me into a world that doesn't have any connection to anything else. And I thought it was really wonderful. And they did a great job of bringing me back to right in the middle of the 1980s. I thought it was great. Duffer Brothers for Stranger Things. Jake, talk to me. What do you got? Nice. I, I don't have any runner runner ups. 
Jesus Christ, I got runners up, honorable, <laughs> honorable mentions. I, 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 well, congrats. All I've right. got a best and a worst. All right. Um, my worst, uh, this man managed to beat out Zack Snyder. It is David Ayer. Worst suicide director of the squad. Year. Uh, yeah. Suicide squad. Um, I, I gotta give it to this guy. I mean, it, Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder, but David Ayer is like, he's basically just lying to the public and still about this fucking Suicide Squad movie being his vision yeah. and all this fucking nonsense that comes out of his mouth. Right. I don't fucking trust a word this guy says. Yeah. Um, the fact that they potentially may be tapping this guy for the Gotham City Sirens movie yeah. makes my fucking stomach hurt. Yeah. Get get this fucking guy out of here. Idea. I agree. Yeah. Oh, Go God. back. I mean, Wherever Josh Trank is, yeah. send David Ayer to hang out with him. <laughs> oh, God, See, the, thing, the, the problem I have with I love what I love Fury. Yeah, Fury. I love Chronicle. Fury was so fucking good. <laughs> Fury was amazing. So I don't know, man. It's yeah. fucked up. Everyone makes one good movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or else they wouldn't have a job. I mean, I am going to give my winner for best director to Miguel Sapochnik. He is the director of Episode 9 of Game of Thrones, The Battle of the Bastards. Um the f- most cinematic episode of television ever aired, in my opinion. Uh, what he achieved in an hour of television just blew my fucking mind. Um, never seen anything like it. Um, the next two seasons of Game of Thrones have a lot to prove to do an hour of television mm-hmm. more fucking compelling and crazy than this. Uh, this guy deserves my nod. So That's an amazing choice. The battle that they put on screen in that yeah. episode rivals the fucking Lord of the Rings. Third uh, Return of the King. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yes, it's yes. It's really good. And it's better than everything in The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. It's, it's great. But, yeah, I mean, just a great mix of practical effects and special effects. And, I mean, he just really fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, so really good. Agreed. Really good. Uh, I feel like I am, oh, God, I feel like I've got too much for this one. I have uh, three runners-up. I have a winner, and I have honorable mentions. So bear with me. I kind of, mm-hmm. I had another one, but I kind of hit it. To Please. not expose something later, you don't want to talk about it now. No, I kind of, I kind of left it off to not expose <laughs> something okay. that's going to win later. Okay. Oh, uh, fair enough. All right, good. And you can bring that up later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my first runner-up is uh, Kenneth La- uh, Kenneth Lonergan for uh, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, I watched this on Christmas Day. This is not a movie you should watch on Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, this is the new Casey Affleck film, but. Mm. Uh, Kenneth, Lager, uh, Kenneth Lonergan did a fantastic job, uh, directorial style, with this movie. There are certain scenes in this movie that um, that are just, they're masterful. Uh, there are scenes that, certain directors, they will give you too much in the movie. They, th- they, they expect that their audience is stupid. Mm-hmm. And so they show you so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is, uh, there are scenes in this movie where I, I will just throw this out there to the people that have seen this. There's a scene where he shows uh, three picture frames, and we don't have to see who's in the picture frames to understand who is actually in the pictures. Yeah, he, they, they, they trust the audience. They trust the audience to realize who's in these pictures. All right. And then. for those of our listeners that have watched this movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. We never see the pictures of the people in the picture frames. We just know. Um, th- this movie is masterful. Um, there are certain scenes that where you think like most movies would let a scene go on a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. 
they cut it off. And, it, and that makes it more powerful. We don't need to always see more to get more from the scene. Kenneth Lonergan did a fantastic job with Manchester by the Sea. Uh, my next runner-up is uh, Dan Trachtenberg for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Nice. I First time that he's directed a full feature film, and uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane for me, John Goodman, this movie was great. I, I loved this fucking movie. Dan Trachtenberg did a great job with this uh, science fiction film. Can't wait to see what they do with the next uh, Cloverfield movie. Yeah, I'm pumped too. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be another Cloverfield movie coming out. But Dan Trachtenberg killed this movie. Uh, my next runner-up is John Favreau for The Jungle Book. Uh, wow. Great pick. Wow. Wow. He did such a phenomenal job with The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book was one of my favorite movies of this year. 2016, like, this started off the year great. This was just a it was wonder, wonderful movie. One of the best movies I've seen all year. Um, and my director of the year is Barry Jenkins uh, for Moonlight. Barry Jenkins is – this is the first Barry Jenkins movie I've ever seen. Um, but this this guy just did a fantastic job uh, taking this uh, story and adding his own personal – his own personal life into this story, and then also taking the original story and adding upon that. And that was the one with the uh, African-American kid, yes. Chiron? Chiron. Chiron. Yeah, three different periods of his life. Three yeah. different periods of life. Uh, and Barry Jenkins is just an amazing director. And uh, i got to give it to him just for having the fucking balls to bring this story to the theater. It... it I've never seen anything like this movie ever, and uh, this guy is fantastic. I can't wait to see what he gives us in the future. This is such a great fucking movie. So Barry Jenkins is my best director of uh, 2016. Nice. All right, guys. We're going to move on to uh, best actress of 2016. Where the fuck is this thing? Best actress. I can't even find it. I even have it up here. I gotta take a break. No, <laughs> it's the Young Murph Award. No, <laughs> it's not gonna be that this year. It's, right. a, it's always the Young Murph <laughs> Award. Now I found it. Best Actress of the Year. Female Actor of the Year. Young Murph it up, Frank. Uh, my best actress this year is Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Another child actor. No, it's not a theme there. But uh, with <laughs> he Young Murphed it up. Fuck no! I swear he wasn't gonna. No, even even with the Lehman. No, because that was like fucking out of left field. This shit. Even with a limited amount of dialogue. I'm going to give it to Punky Brewster. No. She did a great job. She did a fantastic job with a limited amount of dialogue, delivering an intensity as far as like fear and power and restraint. I thought she did a great job in, in Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown, the actress of the year. No, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, she hey, was great. It's your prerogative. This is true. Bobby Brown. Ah, but um, <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry>. nice. <laughs> no, she no, she was great. She's she was really good. good. She was really good. Jake. 
Yes, my I have just best actress of the year. Yes, no worse, no runner up, no mentions. Um, I'm giving it to Lena Headley from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, she knocked it out of the park this year. Uh, Cersei's my favorite character, and this is the year that she really had a lot of fucking meat to chew on. Um, we saw her fucking go ape shit when she lost everything she cared about. Shame, shame, yeah. shame. Well, that was the season before. This that was is, the this season is, before. Yeah. This is what comes after, and wow, I was not prepared for what was coming after. She I mean, I, shit up. I knew from the smile at the end of the previous season that she wasn't having it, but I wasn't expecting this level of fucking her not having it. I mean, she, she just killed it. Um, I think she's actually become a sympathetic character, at least to me. I know some people still will always see her as evil and the villain. But to me, like that's what makes the performance so nuanced is that I do have sympathy for the character because of their performance and the emotions that she conveys. Nice. So I think in other actresses could easily play this up as the complete villain role where there's nothing to care for, nothing to relate to. But that's not what you get here at all. I, I this performance is marvelous to me. I cannot wait to see how this character arc is going to end. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. We've got a lot of ins and outs, especially right. with her and Jamie at the moment. Yeah. 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 And, and she really has come from a position of like power with not power because of who she's associated to, mm-hmm. to just being the fucking queen, period. Yeah. And with how she ended the fucking season is crazy. Yeah. Uh, before I move on to my best actress, I forgot to give my honorable mentions for best director. What's that? Oh, yeah. Real quick. Just real quick. Uh, honorable mentions, uh, I wanted to give it to, uh, uh, Jeremy Saulnier for Green Room, uh, the Anton Yelkin film. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gareth Edwards for Rogue One, mm-hmm. and, uh, Jeff Nichols for Midnight Special. So, those are my honorable mentions for best director. I'm sorry, cool. I forgot that. Uh, my, my best actress, I have two runners up. My first runner up is, uh, Tandy Newton from Westworld. Nice. Loved her. Absolutely loved her in Westworld. I thought she was fantastic. What character was she? Uh, god damn it. Now I can't think of her fucking name. I'm fucking been drinking all night. Sorry. I don't know <laughs> that. I don't know the actors to the characters for that show very well. And I did a fucking podcast about this and I can't even, <laughs> I can't even think of her name. Jesus fucking Christ, Jake. You put me on the goddamn spot, you son of a Well, fuck. what did her character do? Uh, she was the one who worked at the whorehouse. Oh, um, um, Sid the Slaw? The one that I can't say the name correctly. Maeve. Yeah. Maeve. 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 Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah she good was deal. The, good deal. She was the best actress in that right. show. Yeah. For sure. Made me look yeah, like big an time. asshole. Sorry. Um, no, it's good. Uh, we figured it out. My next runner up is, uh, uh, Naomi Harris, uh, from Moonlight. Um, she played the mother of Chiron. Okay. And uh, she was great. Um, what's so amazing about this performance is that uh, she was in she was in this film, but she only had three days to film it. She was only on set for three days. Wow! Right, which is amazing to me. Uh, basically, her visa only allowed her to be in the states for three days, so she That's had to knock up. out all of her performance. How much screen time does she in get? In three days. I mean, she's there enough. I yeah. mean, she's not, I mean, she's in, she's involved, I think, in all, she's involved in two, two of the, um, you, you see, the Chiron story is broken up into three different stories from mm-hmm. when he's a child, when he's called Little, uh, the second story where he's called Chiron, and then the third chapter, which he's called Black, and then 
she's in the first and the second chapter. Um, her performance in this playing a drug addict, a crack addict is just, it's fucking, it's heart wrenching at times. Yeah. And she's so fucking good. And Barry Jenkins, the director actually pulled from his own personal experience of having a crack addict mother. Mm. So he's actually having to film her and reliving a scene from his own life. Shit. And the way she performs this, there's a certain part in this film where Chiron comes home and his mother's asking him for money and all she wants is money for her drugs. Right. Mm. And it's a such a powerful fucking scene. And it's such a personal scene from a part of Barry Jenkins' life. And this actress just does the she's only I mean, it's just amazing to me that she could she could pull off these performances in just three days. She'll do the performance, and then Shira then the, the director Barry Jenkins will tell her, um, well, I want you to do it, but I want you to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And he's actually pulling from his own personal life right. and telling her to change the performance where it's got to be like ripping at his heart too Damn. to kind of like relive this in a way. Sure. But my God, it was so fucking good. So Naomi, Naomi Harris is my uh, second runner up. Nice. Um, and my actress of the year, uh, because she got a lot of screen time in a movie that I recently saw is Viola Davis, not for, um, uh, the Suicide Squad mm. movie, yeah, but for Fences. Um, she was fantastic in that film. Nice. Cool. And I mean, she was one of the few people that was a good actor in Suicide Squad. So. Yeah, oh, right, I, I liked yeah. her in Suicide Squad, but on the she film, made a better villain than the actual villain in that movie. But in Fences. She is amazing. It's the new Denzel Washington movie. Mm. Um, and, uh, she is so fucking good in this movie. She's great. Um, she kind of, I don't know. She, this, honestly, Fences should be titled, um, Terrible Husband, Horrible Father. Because <laughs> that's what this movie is. But, uh, it, Fences, if you haven't seen it, it's based on like a theater play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's directed by Denzel Washington. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think this uh, the guy who uh, who made Fences. This is part of like a nine part series, and this is just one part in the series. Denzel Washington, I believe, bought every part of the series. Wow. So this may not Shit. be the last time we've seen one of these films adapted into a uh, film. Right. Uh, yeah. Last time that we see one of these plays adapted to into a film. Um, and I hope we continue to see this trend with Denzel because like Denzel is fantastic in this film. Viola Davis was fantastic in this. And I hope we see more of this. I, I believe it was, uh, James Earl Jones that actually did the theater version of this. Okay. Oh wow. And he played Denzel Washington's part back in like the seventies. Shit. Okay. But this, I didn't realize it was that old of a property. Yeah, me either. Yeah. It, it, it fences. It's still in theaters now. If you haven't had a chance to see it, watch it. It is so, so fantastic. It's really good. Nice. It's really cool. good. So best actress of the year is Viola Davis. All right, guys, we're going to move on to best actor yes. of the year. Best male actor of the year. Best male actor in a film. Now you're a male! 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 Now 
What do you got? Okay. Uh, for my runner-up, I've got Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. A lot of people don't give this guy enough credit for the shit that he does. Yeah. The emotional range that he can carry given what's going on episode per episode. And really it's it's based primarily on the season opener where he goes from wanting to just do like his character normally does and wanting to just kill this guy to be becoming like a blubbering help, helpless mess. And throughout the season, the things that he's done to try to – Continue keeping things as a status quo and he ended up on an, on a note where he's going to try to find his like power again. And Andrew Lincoln really is the driving force behind that show. And, and as an actor, he is capable of such a range of emotions. Like he was crying to the point where he had snot forming yeah, he went in full the snot. season episode. He, he went, went full, full snot. snot. He did. That's no, that's huge. <laughs> All you got like. Full snot, man. He did. He he is an excellent actor, and not a lot of people give him as much credit as what he needs. Uh, so he he's actually the runner up. But my actor of the year is fucking Anthony Hopkins out of Westworld. Oh, nice. E- even at this late fucking date, watching the whole series, he still is fucking devious and evil and creepy to fucking watch as he was way back in the day watching Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I never get tired of watching Anthony Hopkins. And this is the latest thing that I've seen out of him. It just, I, I loved every minute of watching him in this series right up till the minute like where you see where at the end, what happens ah, with yeah, them? Yeah, don't spoil. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, it's just great to see that, like, somebody who scared me a little in the past when I was a kid, even watching new shit, seeing him still surprise me and making me scared of who he can be as an actor. It's just great to watch him still working. So Anthony Hopkins in Westworld, absolutely my actor of the year. Great choice. Yeah, he kills it in that Transformers trailer too. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Don't remind me that he's in it. God damn. You can't get enough Anthony Hopkins, though, so no. you'll, you'll be there. Yeah, no. not in that. So good. So good. <laughs> I cannot wait for the last night. Oh, cannot yeah. wait. Should be awesome. Yes, I can. what do you got, man? I got a runner-up and I got a winner. All right. Runner-up is uh, Ed Harris from Westworld. Cool. Holy fuck. He was by far my favorite character. I thought Anthony Hopkins was, was great, as always, too. Yeah. But Ed Harris is really who kind of took me by surprise. I mean, he's a guy who I've seen in, you know, dozens of movies before this, and he really kind of took me by surprise with how he conveyed this character. I mean, halfway through the series, this you're just like, oh, this guy is such a fucking hard-ass mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> crazy dude. So I, in the last episode, he was fantastic. I mean, able to convey what he's thinking and how he's feeling without even using dialogue, just by looks. Like, you kind of know where this character sits with certain situations. And I thought Ed Harris really killed it. So I, I got to give it to him. Nice. Um, my winner, my best actor of the year, is going to go to John Goodman for uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, nice. Great choice. Yeah. I yeah, um, Really good. God, his performance was just so fucking good in this yeah. movie. I was – when you brought up uh, – Trachtenberg. Dan, Dan, Dan Trachtenberg. I was excited. I, I didn't know if this movie was going to get any love. Oh, I love 10 Cloverfield Lane, man. But yeah, John Goodman. So good. Like, he, he was just, wow. Great. So fucking creepy. Yes. And I mean, for this guy, that it's someone that, you know, you watch for fucking eight to 10 years on Roseanne. Yeah. And for him to be able to break out of that mold yeah. and scare you in a movie with the way he acts and you're not just thinking of him as fucking Dan from Roseanne. Yeah. Like just shows this guy's, not that we didn't know John Goodman had acting chops. Sure. Right. But 
not many actors can break out of that mold when they're playing the same character for eight plus years right. sure. and go yeah. on and do performances it's like true. this. So I it just blew me away. Got to give it to him. Thank you. I, I'm glad that you gave that to John Goodman. Yeah, he, deserve, really cool. he deserves it. Nice well, I, I think 10 Cloverfield Lane deserves a lot more love. I think it was a fantastic, fantastic film. Yeah. One of the best of 2016. And, and Dan Trachtenberg, I mean, for like this being his directorial debut, I, I, I'm impressed. I, I want to see more of what this guy has to fucking offer. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So. Uh, my best actor, I have uh, two runners-up. Uh, my first runner-up is going to be Ashton Sanders uh, from Moonlight. He is the second actor um, in the, in that plays Chiron. Okay. So it's Chapter 2, Chiron, his, when he's a teenager. And I, I, thought, I, thought this, I thought this particular actor was... The, ki- the child actor in the first chapter was great, but yeah. like in, this, in the second chapter... This this actor was just so good. I I, I want to see this actor flourish. I want to see him get more parts and in other things, and I want to see what this actor can do. I really really enjoy this actor of Ashton Sanders in Moonlight. And Moonlight is if if there was a if there was a most groundbreaking film mm-hmm. category that we had, like most groundbreaking film of 2016, Moonlight would be that movie. Mm. Like. Moonlight has done what no other movie has ever done. It is groundbreaking and it is breaking walls. And sure. I and I think that everyone needs to see this fucking movie. Everyone needs to see this fucking movie. Um, my next actor is uh, Denzel Washington uh, in his role in Fences. Um, Denzel Washington, as of late, has been getting like, oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's Denzel Washington playing Denzel Washington in yet another movie. Magnificent Seven. Magnificent yeah, yeah. Seven. And like all these other movies that he's in, it's just Denzel Washington. This, this role in Fences, he plays a, he plays, he plays a scumbag and, and, and you really hate him in this movie, but without him being that character, it doesn't elevate this movie. He makes this movie. Mm. He, and he does what he does so well. Denzel Washington, when he gets on a roll, when they give him a script and when they give him good fucking lines, oh, man. Oh, yeah. And you, and, and you know that Denzel Washington read these lines and he's excited about these lines? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is like Denzel Washington in Training Day. Right. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why favorite fucking film of his and well that's what you're gonna get here nice like you see that here like they give him lines that he you can tell that denzel washington gets behind these lines he gets behind this character he reads these lines with passion and 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 you are fully hanging on every word that he's saying like he's telling stories to friends his wife uh his his sons and you are hanging on every word. You may not agree with him all the time. You may not know if he's telling you the truth 100% of the time. But you are 100% fully invested in what he's saying. And, like, this movie is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that sounds nice. awesome. It's out in theaters right now. It it, it, it deals with race. Uh, it, it, deals with, uh, it deals with how, like, black men were treated during a time where... Uh, <laughs> It deals with how black men were treated like like during a time where like you know like white men were like living the American dream and and of course black men wanted to get a piece of that right yeah. but how could they sometimes 
And so it, I don't know. You gotta watch this. This is, this is fantastic. This is such a great fucking movie. Um, my best actor of the year is Casey Affleck. Nice. For Manchester by the Sea. Cool. Uh, Manchester by the Sea is, oh my god, this is a heart-wrenching film. But Casey Affleck, I, I've seen him in other movies. Like I saw him in, uh, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Back in 2002, another movie that he starred in with uh, Matt Damon. That movie was awful. Mm-hmm. That movie was awful. And, of course, I've seen him in, like, other movies. Like, of course, he was, like, in the Oceans 11, 12, and 13 films. And he yeah. was okay in those. Yeah, I don't really care for him that much. I don't care for him that much either. This is the first film that I've ever seen Casey Affleck in where I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay, Ben's the director. Mm. Casey's the actor. Fucking holy shit. Holy shit. Casey Affleck, trust me. Manchester by the Sea, like, if, watch it. This, this movie will fucking haunt you. Alright. And his performance is just, it's outstanding. Out fucking standing. Um, this is not a, this is not, uh, okay, anyway, yeah, Casey, (laughs) Casey Affleck. Trust me, watch this movie. Casey Affleck, Casey Affleck is the actor of the year, in my opinion. Nice. You gotta watch this fucking movie. Okay. Alright, guys, we're gonna move on to best comic book movie of the year. As soon as I can find it. There it is. Yeah. Comic <laughs> book movie of the year. Pop culture leftovers. Best comic book movie of the year. Big man in a suit armor. Take that away. What are you? Genius. Billionaire playboy philanthropist. <laughs> Why are you here? There must be reason for you to be here. Yes. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. I'd like you to do me a favor. You to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> all right. Comic book movie of the year, Frank. <laughs> Suicide Squad. No, I do have a worse comic book movie of the year. Yeah. And that's X-Men Apocalypse. Ah. How many times do we have to see Fox shit on epic storylines before we all fucking like revolt? Apocalypse is supposed to be fucking an an epic emissary. I don't agree with your statement, though. Yes, yes. uh, They didn't shit on it for the two previous movies. Well, I mean, X-Men Last Stand. is shit. That was shit. But X-Men... First Class, great movie. Yeah. Days of Future Past, great movie. Right. And I'll be honest with you, X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 aren't They're horrible. They're okay. But, like, the idea that – for me, this shit's on two different things. Shit's on Apocalypse. Yeah. With the hints of like the power that Jean Grey has, yeah, but I don't agree with the your Phoenix statement of like again. how many times I don't how many times uh, is uh, Fox going to shit on this property? Uh, well, they shit on the fucking Phoenix twice, just once. Uh, they hinted oh, at in, her in, in this pop, movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I mean, to me, they've shit on it twice. All right. And like, I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Old Man Logan. But Fox really doesn't do it for me for these films. And, like, even with watching Suicide Squad and, yeah, like, the hype of watching it with Hawksby and Indianapolis and shit, I still like that better than Apocalypse. This story felt flat. Like, from beginning to end, it was crap. There wasn't anything good about it. And none of the people that they hyped up as far as, like, oh, we've... We've got the chick who plays Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones. She sucked in it. And also, uh, 
fuck, Olivia Munn. I can't fucking stand her. She's a wannabe fucking nerd who tries to play on her success from Attack of the Show. And really all she is is fucking Aaron Rodgers' boy toy at this point. She sucked in it. There wasn't anything good about this fucking film. It was a comic book movie, but it was fucking garbage. It was shit. I had a lot more fun watching Suicide Squad than this pile of shit. Yeah. Anyway... So that was uh that was my worst comic book movie of the year. But the comic book movie of the year for me is Deadpool. I fucking love this movie. I thought it was great from beginning to end. I watched a few or read a few of the fucking comics ahead of time. And as far as anything that felt completely fun, as far as an original property that doesn't have to reply, rely on anything else other than its own merits, I thought it was great. The humor was spot on. The character was perfect. The story was cool. Deadpool was the best comic book movie for me of the year. It doesn't rely on its own merits, though. I mean, you have to you have to recognize who the X Men are. You have to recognize the universe that he lives in to a point. Yeah, not completely on its own merits, though. It's got fucking uh, Cyclops in it and some chick nobody else I don't ever think, heard of. I, I honestly don't think. I, I feel like anybody could walk into that movie. And yeah, it does. It's yeah, not yeah. X Men heavy. I guess at some all. of the jokes will go over your head, but there's so many. Who cares? Who cares if a few oh, go over your head? The, the everybody everybody knows hit. who Hugh Jackman is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody the, knows who, that Hugh Jackman plays yeah. Wolverine. And yeah. the few jokes that hit, like. When when he said the bit about how like oh you think there'd be more people here than just you two I, I think the fact that that movie made more than Batman v Superman says that anybody can watch that goddamn movie and that's right. a fucking shame yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna throw this out right goddamn now it's fucked up when Deadpool makes more <laughs> in the fucking global box office than Batman v Superman you've got a point you've waited, man. we have waited seventy five fucking years seventy six fucking years oh, yeah. for Batman and Superman to be on film at the same time together and Deadpool fucking <laughs> Deadpool yeah. beats out that movie with over 700 million goddamn dollars and Batman v Superman makes a little over 600 million or some bullshit right. fucking bullshit I'm sorry. No, you're I'm sorry fine, I'm getting man. Loud. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, Frank. In my opinion, God any of the comic book movies that you've watched throughout the year, mm. the one that really captures the heart and soul of the comic that does it best, that gives you on screen everything that that fucking comic is about is Deadpool. And because of that R-rated fucking rating, because of the fucking corny fucking shitty-ass jokes, I love it. I absolutely love it. It was the biggest surprise for me of the year. Frank and, loves the pegging. Yeah, man. <laughs> he loves the pegging. From beginning to end, like from a comic book perspective, this is everything that you'd want to see from a comic book adaptation. It's great. I love it. And uh, it, yes, Dick, fart jokes, cock jokes, tiny dick jokes, whatever. I fucking love it. It was it was my favorite fucking comic book movie of the year. All right, Jake. All right, nice. Yeah, boy, this year is a lot different than last year, huh? Last oh, year. God, we had Fantastic Four. Oh, Jesus. Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Fantastic Four, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. A lot more, lot more meat to chew on this year with this award, right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, uh, agreed. yeah, I got some, I got some worst, some worst comic book movies of the year. Bring it. Uh, yeah. X-Men Apocalypse is, is there for me too. Yeah. Um, Nasty. Followed by Batman v Superman. That's terrible. But, yeah, the winner for worst comic book movie of the year for me is Suicide Squad. 
Um, I, I gotta acknowledge the letdown factor is probably the biggest part of this. The trailers. Yeah, I mean, it, with Batman v Superman, you know, I was already going in kind of assuming I was gonna hate the movie, but with Suicide Squad, I really had turned around. I was like, wow, this is gonna be a fucking good DC movie, and right. I fell into the hype. And I've never felt more burned by a cinematic experience in my life. Yeah. Like, it really fucking pissed me off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so worst comic book movie goes to Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, best comic book movie. Um, second runner-up is going to go to Deadpool. Absolutely love Deadpool. Um, you know, Frank said some stuff that <laughs> some I agree with, some I don't. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Deadpool, it was great. Um Next runner-up is going to be uh, Captain America Civil War. And um, my winner is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange really fucking came out of nowhere for me. I kind of expected to go see fucking paint-by-numbers Marvel movie and instead got something completely different. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I really fucking love this movie. It was an incredible origin story and it really fucking knocked my socks off. I, You know, with Civil War, I kind of – Walked in. Not that Civil War is it fucking great. I, yeah, like yeah. like with your and your your animated movie, I, I'm kind of splitting hairs here with this sure. one. Yeah, um, but I kind of walked into Civil War knowing it was ex- going to be awesome, yeah, expecting a great movie and then getting a great. And movie. And you were walking to Doctor Strange thinking we're going to get a fucking uh, Ant Man taste it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, it really just fucking like boggled my brain. Oh, we know Frank. We know Frank. <laughs> Fuck, it, it was no goddamn Suicide Squad. <laughs> Fuck, I like. And the only part squad, you liked dude. about. Was strange. fucking Tilda Swinton and her goddamn bald head yeah, and all that it. bullshit. We get it. We get it. Now shut the fuck up. This is strange Jake's choice. Suck. <laughs> you yeah. suck. Doctor Strange. Comic book movie of the year for all me. All right. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Uh, I got uh, my worst uh, comic book movie of the year is definitely Suicide Squad. That was a fucking that was a fucking turd. A hot flaming turd. I don't care if I'm sitting next to Hawksby. No, I don't. No, honestly, I don't. I don't give a fucking shit if Kate Upton's tits are in my goddamn face. You didn't have the steak I did beforehand. That's the difference. I don't care what's going on during that movie. Dude, that's, I don't care. That I don't care if breaker. Scarlett Johansson's ass. Is on my cock. I'd rather have that steak than Scarlet. <laughs> that Sands fucking ass. movie sucked. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> fucking Suicide Squad made me want to commit suicide. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm with you here. Seriously, as I walked out of the goddamn theater, <laughs> I wish that there would have been a fucking uh, theater attendant that would have stamped the fucking damage tattoo on my goddamn forehead. Because <laughs> that's how I fucking felt. <laughs> you watched it. Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, you watched it. You are damaged. Now you are damaged. You are damaged goods. <laughs> Thank you for attending Suicide Squad. That fucking movie sucked. I just got drunk some Fuck I Suicide it. Squad. <laughs> Slipknot was the worst fucking character I've seen all fucking year. <laughs> was that a character in it? Yeah, it was. God, yes. Maybe it would have been memorable, but you had your little bromance with Hawksby I going was on, drunk laying fuck. down in your recliners and just mindlessly watching some stupid fucking movie. It's a popcorn and fucking movie. Bumping it's each right. other's fists like a couple of dumbasses. It was a fucking piece of shit. It was cool. Fuck, fuck Suicide Squad. The movie was fucking hot Chinatown garbage. Shit, wow. It's fucking crap. <laughs> so you can, you can knock, you can knock Doctor Strange all you want to, but you fucking, you walked out of the theater grinning ear to fucking ear after you fucking watched two hours of a fucking turd on your screen. 
It was I garbage. don't argue with that. It was fucking crap. <laughs> I, I still hate Suicide Train. Suicide Squad can fucking jump down a fucking, uh, it can jump down a fucking cavern That's and, okay. and die to That's its okay. death. It can die a Hans Gruber death. <laughs> it was I, fucking garbage. I like it. it was alright. I'd watch that before I'd watch Doctor Strange again. You're a fucking idiot. You're it's a fun. fucking idiot. It was funner You're than a that. Fucking moron. No way. No. Yeah, Jared Leto's <laughs> Joker was not a disgrace to the character. No, I didn't say that. He sucked. So it's sickening. He it's sucked. sickening what they fucking did. Leto sucked. That movie was <laughs> sickening. It was sickening. It was sickening in every way. Fucking killer croc. Uh, I thought Apocalypse was worse. It's fucking asshole music score. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I still thought Apocalypse was Garbage. worse. Garbage. And the fact no that way. you'd say that Doctor Strange is worse makes me question our friendship. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> fuck that. God damn it. Fuck that. Wow. Bullshit. No way. God uh, damn it. Uh, my runner-up is uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, I love this movie. It's a fantastic movie. Um Spider-Man, this is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Captain America Civil War, best Spider-Man movie ever made. I can't co-sign that, but I hear where you're coming from. Best Spider-Man like movie it. ever made, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it better than any of the Raimi films. I, of course, I love it better than the Garfield stuff. <laughs> I'm with oh, you. I'll yeah, co-sign yeah. that. I got, yeah. like I got 20 minutes of fucking uh, Tom Holland, and I think it's better than anything we've ever seen in any other Spider-Man Thus far, movie. I agree. Uh... My winner for best comic book movie of 2016 is Deadpool. Nice. Deadpool, cool. absolutely fantastic. Ryan Reynolds, so much passion. So much passion to play the character. This movie's perfect. This movie is perfect. And I can't wait for Deadpool 2. I cannot wait for Deadpool 2. David Leitch, director of John Wick, mm-hmm. going to be involved in that. We're going to get Cable. I don't know who the fuck Cable's going to be. I don't know who's playing Cable, but I cannot wait. Um, my honorable mention, of course, is Doctor Strange. Nice. So, I love Doctor Strange. I thought it was great. I think for, I think you're an idiot, Frank. I think you're <laughs> more on that. It sucked ass. It did not suck ass. It did you did suck you ass. Didn't toss it. I would think anything that sucks ass is a toss. You gave it a low I taste low tasted it. it. I can still think you, it's you low ass. taste sucking ass. Yeah. How, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> how many low tastes would you guys say you would like watch if it came on TV? I'd watch it. Listen, if it's I have on. never low tasted something that in the next sentence I tell you sucks ass. Yeah. Yeah. If it sucks ass, I'm gonna toss it. <laughs> uh, I I don't necessarily think I'd change the channel if it was on, but like I'm not gonna seek it out to watch it again. I, you need to reevaluate you stay, your yeah, raids. Yeah, no you're, way. You're no, no, you're no, it was boring as. I'm not arguing what you thought about Doctor Strange the movie. I'm arguing that you gave a low taste it to then something. Then give it a toss it. If it sucks ass, give it a fucking toss it. Because it has some redeeming qualities. Tilda Swinton is captivating. What? What then it the, doesn't suck yeah, ass. What are the redeeming qualities about sucking ass? So if you take her out of it and I fucking hate the movie, then what? What do you get? It's but when you suck ass, you're like that wasn't. She makes it barely watchable. That's (laughs) it. Well, then don't say it sucks ass. It's the whole sucks ass thing. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to watch it if it's on TV. I enjoy tossing a salad every once in a while. (laughs) 
No. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I, I have no desire <laughs> to revisit that film whatsoever. Uh, if people think I'm really angry, that's a fucked up thing. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. fine. No, I love it when people are, oh you can still You can still toss it, Frank. Yeah, toss it. If you're gonna I toss, like toss. Tilda Swinton in it. I can't toss it. I would. I like watching ass, her though. in it. It sucks ass. I like watching her in it. The everything else sucks. I like watching her in that role, the elder one. I like watching her in it. The everything else one. sucks. The ancient one. Whatever. Listen, elder ancient. She was so whatever. goddamn good. Listen, we like. <laughs> I, I don't know who's the elder one. You're the one suffering from fucking Alzheimer's over there. You don't even know what the, who the fuck she's called. Like yeah. my father before me. Listen, listen. Me and Brian. We and Brian liked Viola Davis in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. You know what we All still right. did to that movie? Toss, toss, toss that right, motherfucker because it truly because it. it truly sucks ass. Like okay, right. like any of the bitches that I've got, like okay, I'm like, oh, they should have fucking did more with the fucking magic shit. The shit that they did was okay. It wasn't absolutely terrible. Again, it was just we're not okay. we're not arguing your no, opinion. We're, at I'm this arguing point. the we're fact arguing that you why said, didn't you toss it? Yes, because you said it sucked ass. There's nothing redeeming in that statement of sucked ass. Okay, so that sucked oh, ass. Oh, it sucked statement. ass. Oh, I'm gonna give it a low taste. I guess that, <laughs> because you know what, I, I'm I might slightly want to do this sucking ass thing again. Yeah, I <laughs> might masturbate to Tilda Swinton in the future. Right. It's that, that's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> That bald head, man. <laughs> toss it, Frank. Just toss it. If you hate Fine. it. Fine. Fine. Toss it. I toss it. I fucking Jeez. hate it. I hate that movie. I, I do. I think you're crazy. No, I do. I hate that movie. We know. Really good. <laughs> it sucked by All right, balls. guys. Um, shit. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> we got to finish it up with best movie. Yeah. Best movie, and then we're going to wrap this bitch up. This is the, like, the, is this the worst episode we've ever done? No. no. I think so. No. I better not say that because in my birthday video, Joe Bruno, Joe Bruno threatened to kick my ass if I say the show sucks anymore. <laughs> oh, so. you're going to get a lot of ass kickings oh, by Joe boy. Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. All right, guys. All right. All right. We're going to move on to uh, the best movie of 2016. Pop Culture Leftovers Movie of the Year. What do you what do you got, man? You got any runners up? No, I don't have runners up for this. Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> well, I didn't have the ability to go see all sorts of fucking films this year. I just yeah. got to see you know a good solid handful of nerdy shit, and really the cream of the crop of that is, is Civil War. We got to see, especially in that airport scene. But it wasn't your fucking comic yeah. book movie of the year. No. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's fucking movie movie of the year. What the fuck? It should have been your best comic book movie of the year then, you fucking dope. No. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I literally went back and forth on this. Deadpool's. I know it didn't have movie. fucking Tilda Swinton in it. No, no, no. Like, okay, alright, listen, listen. Deadpool was the comic book movie of the year. The reason why fucking Civil War is the movie 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 of the year. Jake, does this make any sense to you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I lost it. As soon as if you said sit there, no, no, no. If you sit there in my head, I'm like, what's he gonna say? It can't be a comic movie. And then he said, Civil War. <laughs> no, no, really. You, you, this, you know, you're young Murph in it again. No. You just destroyed the Tupperware. No, 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 no. You listen to me, you goddamn son of a. I'll get out. Or you with you afterwards? You listen to me right now. You give me ten minutes after. No, you listen to me. You're saying this is your comic book movie of the year. No, this is movie. This is your movie of the year. But it doesn't win. But it doesn't win comic book movie of the year. No, and the reason why is because Deadpool. If you watch it five times in a row, because the shock humor wears off, it ends up wearing thin. And Civil War, what? you still have the, the <laughs> you still have the fucking choice of what like the conflict when you're watching Choose it. Side. Like, whose side are you on? Which, which and then also, better? which movie's better, Deadpool Civil or Civil War? War? Yeah. Then it's comic book movie of the year too, my man. You can't have one. No, you can win both. You can win both, you dumbass. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. If Civil War is the best movie of the year, then by proxy, it's also the best comic book movie of the year. If we gotta split hairs, I guess so. Split, not split hairs. It's just a fact. I mean, I don't get it. What's wrong with you? You can't watch Deadpool ad nauseum and have it have the same impact because oh the comedy ends up wearing off my, after my a while. My favorite moment right now is Brain Deadpool. No. <laughs> Fuck that. No. Starring Frank. No. You can't tell me if you watch, like literally, like watch both movies five times in a row back to back. The shock of Deadpool wears off after a while. The humor wears off. It's oh. more comically true than hey, I'm not arguing. Civil War. I'm not arguing that Cap the Civil War is. I think Civil War is better than Deadpool too. The argument is that Civil War can't be both. It has to be both. Like that's the big award. No, 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 no. because the, Jake, the thing is, you, you got to watch it five times in a row. No, like <laughs> Civil War specific or comic book specific. Like you're talking about, like what the best comic book movie of the year is. Yeah. You want to go with what not only is was entertaining, but what was truest to the fucking origin shit. Or, or not the origin, but like, like what the whole fucking shit means to begin with. And Deadpool knocked it out of the park as far as being like fourth wall breaking, fucking being raunchy and shit. But as far as like being able to go back and watching a fucking film over and over again and being able to get more entertainment value out of it, I would say Civil War is there because yeah, you got this fucking, uh, airport scene, which, which is everything which totally to a lot of people. To the fact that why it would not win. Yeah, I completely comic agree with all movie. the words coming out of your mouth, except for the fact that it didn't also win, win best comic, comic book, book movie God of the year. I don't, I, my, and I guess where it comes down to is like Civil War has more longevity as opposed to Deadpool. Agreed. Which would not, <laughs> which of course would not make it the comic book movie of the year with the more longevity. Which would make Deadpool obviously the comic book movie of the year. But I guess because it doesn't have the longevity. From my perspective, so that's your comic book movie yeah, of the year. The way I'm looking at it is like you got fucking Captain America: Civil War, which is like a, a long running series at this point. Yeah. Of a storyline, yes. not only just in Captain America, but also yeah. the Avengers. Yes. But Deadpool's yes. a one off. It's out yes. of fucking left Which field. makes it the comic book movie of the year. You <laughs> but not the movie of the year. Here. 
God damn No, 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 no. You're so right, Frank. You're so fucking right. I'm right, but I'm wrong. I don't understand. You're so right. right. You're so right. You're proving your point. You're so I, like, I, like my mind is open right now. <laughs> all these reasons that you're giving me are telling me like why it's the movie of the year, but not the comic book movie of the year. You nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. No, th- there's no sarcasm. You nailed it. No, you nailed it, my friend. I'm so not You killed it. it. You killed it. All Great right. job. Great job. Jake, what do you, what do you, what do you got? Jesus. <laughs> Frank just made a mockery of the Tupperwares. No! No, no, I know. I want, no, I, 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 I feel I, like I defined him. I want Jake. Oh, get out of here. Jake's gonna, Bullshit. Jake's gonna blow our dick off and he's gonna give movie of the year to Suicide Squad. <laughs> Guys, it was my worst comic book movie of the year. But goddammit, if it wasn't the best goddamn movie I saw all year. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Best. Best. It was the worst. Hold on. Hold on. You got to hear what I'm saying here. It was the worst comic book adaptation. But if it was. Hey, hold on. If this was. If Suicide Squad was not based on a comic. This was a goddamn good movie. Yeah. All right, uh, let me. I'm throw- giving best movie to Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Doctor Strange was a better comic book movie. <laughs> Fuck Doctor Strange! <laughs> God damn it! Was the best movie. <laughs> Fucking the dickhole! God damn it! <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh my god! I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get like Brian. You, I think you were a little mean to Frank. Mm. Uh, Fuck. People, no, I'm gonna get that email. Brian, no, I think in the uh, I still hold my fucking uh, ground. They can kiss my uh, ass, Brian. <laughs> kiss my ass first before they write the email. I uh, think you were a little hard on Frank last episode. Oh, the suck these nuts. <laughs> All right, you ready? We're just having fun. I know it's All good. Right. All right, the worst movie of 2016. Yes, that's not a comic book movie. Yes, but the worst movie. Yeah. Is Hail Caesar from the Cohen Brothers? Oh wow! <laughs> I yeah. big just giant disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it was great cast, great yeah. trailer. Yeah, but a very very shitty movie. Yeah, I don't mm. think I walked out of the theater more like just huh yeah. <laughs> than I did at the after, uh, Hail <laughs> great Caesar. Great cast too. <laughs> yeah, the cast is fantastic. I, the only scene I really enjoyed, I, I loved Alden Aaron. I love I loved him too. That's. It, the the dancing with Channing Tatum was really good. Yeah, but like, even though I love stuff in the movie, I still find a way to toss it. Yeah, I didn't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, my runner up for movie of the year, yes, is uh, Pop Star, the uh, Lonely Island movie. Oh. Um, I wasn't gonna do it, but I, I have to. I gotta tell you, I there's not a movie that I watched more in 2016, mm-hmm. and I'm including The Force Awakens. Yeah, all of wow. it. I've watched this movie. Almost a dozen times now. Fuck. It's the movie that I just start playing when I don't know what to watch. Yeah. I just put it on. I'll fucking do chores while while watching it. I'll play fucking Hearthstone while watching it. I, I fucking love this movie. It It is this decade's spinal tap to me. And every time I watch it, I find it funnier than the last time I watched wow. it. Like just there's so many jokes that hit me now that I didn't even laugh at the first time I watched it. Uh, this movie just fucking slaughters me. I think it's brilliant. They did such a great job. Uh, if we did comedy of the year, this would have won comedy of the yeah, year. Yeah. And then somehow some other comedy would have been the best movie of the year. So, <laughs> um, my number one movie. You ready? Yes. Um, yeah. My number one movie of the year is The Jungle Book. 
Yeah, it was a great uh, movie. Um, John Favreau was my runner up for director of the year. Also, yeah, I just didn't want to throw it out there yet and sure. kind of lead into this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jungle Book by far um, really blew my dick off. I had I was not all that excited to see a live action version mm-hmm. of the Jungle Book before seeing it. It's yeah. one of my favorite Disney animated movies, and I was just blown out of my fucking seat by this movie. It's a great movie. Had so much fun. Bought it the day it came out. Fucking love it. Love. It's on Netflix already. Yeah, on Netflix already. If you haven't seen Jungle Book, by all means, fucking watch. You don't need kids to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Watch it. Enjoy it. Um, Fuck. I've been meaning to fucking put it on for her. You haven't watched it yet? No. No, not yet. I think, um, you talked a lot about Favreau, but one point I want to make about what a great job he did is he really, like, they, they say in Hollywood, like, you're not supposed to work with kids or animals. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Favreau, he's working with kids, animals, CG. And, I mean, really for the first time, all these things are just, like, seamless to yeah. me. Like, it's it's some of the best, if not the best, <coughs> CG mixed with live-action performances you'll ever see. Really I mean, this is no Grand Moff Tarkin you believe these fucking animals exist in this world along mm-hmm. with Mowgli or Mowgli. Mowgli. Uh, yeah, I fucking love this fucking movie. Yeah. Jungle Book, nice. movie of the year. It's great. Jungle Book's a great choice. Uh, I have uh, honorable mentions, but I want to go over my runners-up and then my best, and then I'll go over my honorable mentions here. Uh, first runner-up is going to be Arrival. Mm. I loved this movie. Like, as far as science fiction goes, and I talked about it on the show that we did together, Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Arrival. I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, as far as science fiction movies go, I put this up there with, like, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Wow. This is, huh? this is, this is like our version. And I think it's better than Contact. And I thought Contact was great with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Right. I think this is like a superior version of that. Uh, it's, uh, it's such an interesting way, uh, the way that this movie deals with like uh, humans and the communication with aliens, I, I've never seen it done this way before. I thought it was very innovative. I thought thought it was a very real world way to kind of like introduce aliens and humans. I, I, there's not Forrest Whitaker's in it for a little bit. He's good, but like Amy Adams is phenomenal in this. Jeremy Renner's really good in this. And by the end of the movie, it's. It, you can kind of understand like why Jeremy Renner is the the way he reacts. I, I God, just watch Arrival. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. When it comes out, watch Arrival. It's one of my best movies of the year. It's so fucking good. Um, my next runner up is Moonlight. Of course, I fucking suck the dick of this fucking movie all episode. But Moonlight is amazing. Yeah, um, it is fantastic. My film of the year is Manchester by the Sea, directed by Kenneth Long, uh, Longergan and uh, starring Casey Affleck. Uh, this movie is a movie of loss. It is heart-wrenching. Um, there are scenes in this movie that will haunt you. Um, there's a police station scene that I, I don't want to spoil, but um, the way it is cut is just a, it is amazing. Um, there are twists. There are turns. Uh, this movie does not end with everything wrapped up in a pretty little package, and that's some of my some of my favorite movies are like that, like Room. Mm-hmm. Like not not everything's worked out by the end of that movie. That was my that was my film of the year last year. Yeah, and like there are like like uh, there is no resolution to the character of William H Macy, her father. Oh yeah, no, like, nothing's worked out. Like this is the exact same thing. Like nothing. Like this movie, it 
takes its course, it takes its course, and like nothing is like wrapped up in a pretty little package by the end of this one. This is heart wrenching. This is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Um, it takes twists, it takes turns, and this is something I think everybody needs to see. Um, I saw it on Christmas Day. Kind of a fucked up movie to see on Christmas. Mm. Yeah, really fucked up movie to see on Christmas. It's a movie of loss, and um, oh my gosh, it's a, it's an amazing character exploration. Um, I highly recommend this one. I high I like. I think everybody needs to see this movie. Some people will watch this and think to themselves, "I don't ever want to watch this movie again." Yeah, but I, I honestly think that once you've watched it. You'll 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 like it for some reason, yeah. But you may not ever want to watch it again. There's it, a lot of movies like that yes. for me that I really like, but yeah. it's like, oh, I never need to see that again. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like some people watch Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. they're like, I'm done, I'm out. Yeah. You yeah. Know, for me, it was Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't even get myself to watch. Yeah, that. I didn't even like that. Yeah. So. I, was, <laughs> I, I was like, well, it's just a, it was like it was like it was a torture movie. Yeah. Right. And I was yeah. like, I, I can't watch this again, and. uh Manchester by the Sea, I probably will watch this again, which is kind of fucked up, mm. but I will probably watch this again. But I can understand people watching this and not wanting to watch it again. It is a heart-wrenching film of loss, but the directing, uh, the writing, um, the the acting of Casey Affleck, everything is just, just so wonderfully done. And there are little small things in this that are just real life, like – like little things that like the director did not need to put in this film. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene where Casey Affleck basically it's a movie where it stars uh Kyle Chandler from mm-hmm. uh, Friday Night Lights and he was also in Bloodline. He finds out he has congestive heart failure. And so you're introduced to this character and he is dying. They give him like 5 years to live. And once he once he passes away, in his in his will, he leaves guardianship of his son, who's sixteen, to his brother Casey Affleck. And in most, I don't want to spoil it. God damn it! You got to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> um, it, it, in most movies, it's like, oh, okay, these two, these two. I've lost my father, and Casey Affleck is like, well, we'll. Well, you know, I'm going to adopt this boy and we're going to, we're going to find ourselves together. Mm-hmm. It's like this heartwarming story. Well, hold on. You, you don't know what the fuck you're watching yet. Cause there, there are so many other layers to Casey Affleck's character and you got to watch this movie. It's just, fuck. it's, it, 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 it's, it's so fucking good, but I can understand some people watching it once and wanting to never see it again because <laughs> it's heart wrenching. It's a, it's a story of loss, but yeah, Manchester by the Sea is my number one movie of the year. My nice. honorable, my honorable mentions are, uh, Allied, uh, the Robert Zemeckis film by Brad Pitt, uh, Fences, of course, with Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Hell or High Water, uh, Chris Pine, um, and, uh, God damn it, Chris Pine, Ben Foster, and, um, the dude, uh, the dude, why, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, the new Sam Neill movie that was filmed in New Zealand. Oh, you watched that? Yes. It's on Hulu. Oh, is it really? It's on Hulu. Nice. Oh, I need to see that. This movie is fantastic. Like, basically, you take, like, uh, you take elements of Napoleon Dynamite and Wes Anderson films and you blend them into this amazing movie called oh, fuck. Hunt for the Wilder People. It is so good. 
Uh, Jungle Book is also a runner-up of mine. And then finally, Midnight Special. Um, so those are my runners up. Uh, of course, there are two movies that came out this year that I have not watched that might trump all of these other movies. That is Lion and Silence, the new Martin Scorsese film. Mm. Have you heard about Lion? No. This movie sounds, I'm gonna go see this. I gotta see this. It's, uh, basically, it's based on a true story. Um, it's about this, uh, Indian kid and he gets on one of those, uh, Rail, like those trains in India. You've, you've seen like, have you seen Darjeeling Limited? You're familiar with at least trains in India. Yes, yes. Yeah. And how hectic, yeah. hectic it can get. Well, he gets on a train and like his parents get off the train. He accidentally stays on the train and goes like a hundred miles in another direction and <laughs> can't find his parents. He's five. He has nowhere he, li- he has no idea where he even lives. Right, right. And so he ends up like, living with another family in another country. Fuck. And when he becomes an adult, he goes on a quest to actually find his real parents. Mm. And this movie's called Lion. And it looks, looks really fucking Like the good. animal or like telling a lie? I have no idea what the significance of the title. Like how, how's the title spelled, I guess, is what I'm asking. L-I-O-N. Okay, like yeah, the animal. I have no significance what it means. Okay. But um, Lion looks really good. Yeah. And then Silence, The it's Adam Driver... Is it? It's Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and it's the new Scorsese film, and I can't wait to fucking see that. Yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah, and it's that a limited was, release right now. I think limited release right now, and it comes out I think nationwide on the thirteenth. Okay, so I'm gonna watch that. Friday that, the 13th. That's been a passion project for Scorsese for like the past twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And so I'm hoping it's as good. Like honestly, and this goes back to like the first year that we did this show, like. I gave my winner for best movie of the year to 12 Years a Slave. I hadn't seen Wolf of Wall Street. Had I seen Wolf of Wall Street, it would have gone to Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that was a great fucking movie. Wolf of Wall Street was great. Yeah. So. I'll go back and watch that even still now. So it was, it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's all over the fucking place. And I've watched it a couple times on Hulu. Yeah. So it's really good. All right. That's uh, the 2016 Tupperware's Awards show. Woo. It fucking sucked. Yeah. No. Um, Thanks to all the winners and losers. And uh, make your movie of the year makes no sense. Oh fuck it, zero sense. To it me. is what it is. It makes zero sense. Bullshit. I would need to smoke all the crack in all the world for that fucking. Still wouldn't sense. work. It still no. would not work. That it's not your comic book movie of the Sorry. year. Yet it's your movie of the year. Well, I enjoyed the last Tupperwares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this it? We're never doing it again? No. Frank, Frank broke it. Frank no, broke I didn't break it. <laughs> no, you've made, a, you've made a mockery of the whole fucking uh, no. the whole system. If young Merv two years ago didn't do it, surely this is not. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That it, does, it, it doesn't also win your comic book movie of the year, but it's, it's your comic book what? movie. It's like, your movie Am I going to end up having, like, duplicates? Yes. 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 The if answer is yes. If that's how you feel, that's how the, you feel. The answer is yes. But I love Deadpool enough to where it needs to get a mention in one of those two slots It can somewhere. be a runner-up. They, they interchange a bit. Hi, I'm Deadpool. I'm, I'm runner-up comic book movie of the year. The comic book movie of the year is, uh, is Civil War. And then my movie of the year is Civil War. I loved it that much. I loved it that much. Makes zero sense. I don't think that I could go back and watch Deadpool as much as what I could go back and watch Civil War. Which would make Civil Which War make your Civil comic War, book the movie of the year, you dumbass. Yeah. Fuck all the hate. It is what it is. Right. That, that's how. That's how. Brian you're... looks like he wants to fucking flay me. <laughs> no, I want. I, I I want to break you. 
I want no. to break you. Just like you broke our award show. No, I'm drunk enough to where it ain't going to happen. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week uh, with another shit episode. Um, episode 170. Oof. Holy fuck. Episode 170. We'll back, be back with a regular episode. And uh, got a lot of iTunes reviews to read. Exciting. Damn. Hopefully some one stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I love those. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, I might do. cheat and go look myself. Guess what, Jake? Look, hey, <laughs> no, don't. No, that's so fun. All right, all right. I will tell you. Yeah. That uh, excuse me. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't know I get picked up. Yeah, that, I didn't know this loud noise emanating from my mouth in front of a microphone. Oh, I didn't know it get picked up. up. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that big when it came out. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Everything. What is no? You got problems. Yeah, um, I do. I will tell you in the iTunes reviews. Yeah. You're singled out in one of them. Oh, now I really want to look. I'm singled out in another one. Nice. It's going to be fun. Nice. Uh, lots to look good. forward to. Lots to look forward to. <coughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully within that time, you'll be singled out for some of the fucking asinine bullshit that you fucking did this week. It is what right. it fucking is. God. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, we'll see you next week, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Bye. Later, bitches. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.